city of Corvosa, largest in Varesia, greatest of the Chalaxian colonies. Her past rulers had never sat easily upon the Crimson Throne, but now a spark of change burns through our city. For good or for ill, let us see what is written in the cards. My name is Zalara Zendane. I am a Harrow Reader from West Dock. I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the heroes who would rise to defend our city in the days to come. Rather, it is the story of Corvosa. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Curse of the Crimson Throne, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 16. Okay, so when last we left our heroes, you had had endless lengths of downtime. Yay! Um, yeah. You beginning with robbing a grave. <laughs> so you didn't quite see coming, but, but in retrospect was apparently obvious. <laughs> we didn't rob it, we didn't, we didn't take anything out of it. Yeah, we um, just opened it up. No, we legally exhumed it. You, you went and found that there is a mouldering corpse in Septimus's monastery that still has his rings on it. Mm-hmm. You'll observe by not saying you found Septimus's body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I made a perception check and I'm pretty confident it's also someone who looks like Septimus. Yeah. And really, at the point where there's a mouldering corpse in Septimus's grave with Septimus's ring that looks like Septimus, mm-hmm. some, either he's in there or someone has put a heck of a lot of time into convincing us that yeah, he's there. Yeah, wearing all the same stuff that he was wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He's, he's making a grave. In case someone, in that case, someone else's grave robbed, mm-hmm. and then they're putting everything the else back, so they haven't come out. On, they haven't, like, they're not coming out on top. So all they've got is his body. Like, yeah. if, you, if you really want that, you're you're welcome to it. I yeah. guess. Sabrina Marin had visited Gar uh, and requested mithril armor with Ilios's personal sigils on it. To show that Sabrina was hers as a message to her enemies. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> silver. I approve. Uh, Flora had met with Marcus Entrum mm-hmm. and discussed Graal Soldado and cake and other such things. Marcus got brutal, I believe. Presidia Croft um, fired a large number of the guard yeah. for assorted violations, both large and small, mm-hmm. uh, that Gadron Lamb had made notes of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some that he had him, because there was one guard that he had made a note on, but they go, he got fired because he was drunk. Well, we don't know that Graal Soldado wasn't in, gra- in the ledger. We just know he got fired for being drunk. Possibly yeah. that was still from... Pro- presumably, Presidia started sweeping for minor offences and yeah. caught up with it somewhere. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's also not the sort of thing that's likely to necessarily make its way all, all the way up to her because the discipline can be dealt with at lower levels. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she... she never get any sleep if she had to deal with every little problem that crossed her head. She doesn't get any sleep. <laughs> uh, in the gardens and the menagerie, uh, there are many pretty statues of Eardred being admired by young women. Uh, Sabrina and Lucy made weird faces at each other and failed sense motor checks left, right, and center. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. They flirted like crazy is what they did. Uh, <laughs> I need to pick up on the other. Iliosa asked uh, Lucy to be her friend because both of them had had their fates decided by old men previously, according to my notes. Um, 
Gloriel Arcona showed up just in time to see Silver flirting with Iliosa. Um, and scolded her. <laughs> Uh, And she consulted Silver for his advice on who should be the next seneschal of the city. And Silver went, ah. And Silver (laughs) said, I'll get back to you. (laughs) Be our bear. Mm -hmm. Here, have a rose. So, uh, for the benefit of our listening audience, as well as those that haven't listened to it on, um, as well as those that haven't read it on Discord, uh, we put the campaign aspects together. The overarching sort of themey, wordy, phrasey things. Uh, at which point we have for this campaign, revenge is a dish best served cold. Mm. Uh, what the heart wants. Yeah. And the price of power. Yeah. Uh, the three aspects that I have. Those are just things that sort of sit loosely in my head as I plot the campaigns and yeah. make up NPCs and that sort of thing. It doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's applicable to everyone in all situations. Uh, and then we can move ahead to this session. Uh, before we, we move on from previous session, we were talking about that we were going to use holy water on Septimus's corpse. Yep. And, and we, make it we, show, we, make we, sure yep. he doesn't come back. Perfectly happy if you want to do that in mm-hmm. retrospect. Yeah. So, yes. uh, I Flora would have uh, given Lucy the option of just plain holy water or silver. Uh, which is used on undead, and then what she would have done if you wanted it was sprinkle it over the body, and may your soul continue to be at rest, and your body stay in its resting place. Yeah. Basically, stay dead. Bishop Kapara sort of makes a few faces and mutters about it being mm. unnecessary, but she's not going to strongly yeah. oppose this course of action, so that is no mm. problem. Yeah, Lucy's all for it. Man. No, Lucy doesn't understand what, <laughs> what that is. But I can't yeah. believe we, we basically just had to guilt trip someone into giving us that. I threat. know, that's so awful. As, as you are taking that action... Uh, can everybody make me three will saves versus illusions? And uh, what action? Illusions? Yeah. Make me three will saves, adding any bonuses you get against illusions, which I know Jack does. I don't think anyone else does. Okay. Is it a spell or spell like ability? Uh, yes, actually. Then I'm a dwarf. You could probably safely assume <laughs> that if it's an illusion. Three? It's true, actually. That's kind of awesome. So, three, Lucy? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I I would. Uh, I got fifteen first time. Fifteen. Yeah. Nineteen. Yep. And fifteen again. Yep. Anyone else? Sixteen, twenty, and nine. Yep. Oh, that was about. easy. Yeah. Okay, so I got fourteen, fourteen, sixteen. So it's will saves. Yep. yep. Mm. Yeah. Good rolls round here. Mm. Yeah. What? Uh, six, twelve, and twelve. Oh, my wisdom! My wisdom is <laughs> going to be going up next. Um, I got um, it's a plus two for being a gnome, isn't it? Yep. Um, like it's written in the box next to your will saves. So it is plus two versus illusion. Uh, so the first one's um eighteen, and then nat twenty 
apparent. Mm. They're not necessarily actually doing anything, but... Uh, they're doing a PR trip. Well, they the do, thing is... They the, do the have poor, very shiny buttons. The, yeah. the poorer neighbourhoods don't generally get as much policing, so yeah. it's a political statement to have these guys down Yeah, that's here. what I'm saying. They're yeah. doing a PR statement. Um, and, yes, you rolled up to the Clash of Steel, the, the two bravos at the front door have sort of looked slightly down here yeah. and ah, the old man himself. Well, this should be interesting. And in you are ushered. Just check the political role. Yep. Okay, so I'm wearing my pretty entertainer's outfit because that's the nice thing I have. Yeah, and I assume you've probably bought your sword, given oh, that... Um, yeah, I, 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 did go my, I take my sword and daggers everywhere. I'm not explicitly forbidden to. Yeah. Okay, and uh, one of the brothers will actually usher you inside and give you a very brief show around the place. Um... Uh, and then basically direct you to go wait over there for Vincarlo. Um, you will see this is pr- this is pretty much just an ordinary business day for them. This place is reasonably big. It's the size of several rings worth mm. of area. You know, like like big fighting ring style things. Um, but there's not enormous amounts of people here. You might count 15, 20 people in here. Um, at present, there is a class going on with an instructor who is not Ben Carlo, who was standing up showing people something called the Pavetti form. Um, and you are left to just sort of wander around for a bit and have a, a dozy at the place. And you will see several things that will be of interest to you. Oh. Uh, for starters, um, there are a set of plaques up. Um, <coughs> That uh, might miss one detail of this. Uh, linguistics, I think. It is drawing information from text. Uh, 16. Okay. So, this appears to be. Yes, I've one rank. Uh, it, it literally says a slightly foreign-looking word of ducks, um, which you would recognise to be... This is basically a, a big plaque on the wall with a bunch of names carved into it over going back several, several years, which appear to be the premier student and the runner-up going yep. through each year worth. And you look down... There are, particularly as you get a bit older, there are a string of names of people you would now recognise as being mildly famous mercenaries and that sort of thing. Um, what you will notice is that uh, somebody has made an effort to cover this up, but at some point there were, there were a bunch of years carved on here that have since been erased and literally chipped off the carving, and then somebody's had to recarve everything and move the whole slice up. There's about four years just completely missing off here, where apparently no one won and there were no runner-ups. Okay. Um, which would have been about the, given the various ages of the people involved, that would have been about the years when Croft, Sabrina, and Growl were all oh here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you know that Croft and Sabrina were his best pupils at the time. That yeah. Was, they and Growl were his star pupils. So it would have almost certainly been them, but the yeah. names have been erased from here. Okay. Um, 
Uh, sorry, that's not true. Uh, Growl's name has been erased. Sabrina's name has been erased, and Cressidia's has not. Ah, which makes it even odder because she is listed as the runner-up for three years running, except in the second year. Sorry, not three years running. Three of the four years in the second year, there's no one listed there. Possibly it was Growl. And there's no winner. <laughs> so Sabrina has been erased from this point. So there's just some gaps. <laughs> well, they've tried to, that's the thing, they've tried to cover up the gaps yep. by shuffling it up a bit and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go looking around, there are several pieces of fine, reasonably fine looking statuary around the place. Uh, almost all of them swordsmen swordsman and swordswoman pose dramatically with various swords waving out. <laughs> where, where were we? Uh, uh, you need to swim in Corvosa. Corvosa is literally on an island. Dramatic, dramatic sword uh, posing. Yeah, dramatic sketches. sword posing people around. Again, no, one or two names. Like Jack is not massively a student of martial history, but one yeah. or two names you might recognise. Uh, there are a couple that would stick out to you. Um, one of which is these are clearly arranged mm. in chrono- sort of chronological order, going around the room with gaps available for several more. Um, and one of the last one up uh, is listed as a Trajan Croft, um, where it depicts a bearded man, you know, very handsome, sort of holding out a long sword very dramatically, posing and flexing and that kind of thing. Uh, dates listed of birth to death, you know, died died around age 35 or so. Um, no, actually, we'll be older than that. Uh, what have you? Uh, birth, birth to death. Um, and then it's listed as Trajan Croft, um, beloved friend, is the first one up, dear f- dearest father, beloved friend and dearest father, we will not soon, f- Corvosa will not soon forget him. Interesting. You, however, have probably never heard of him. No, but uh, You can roll me a streetwise check if you want one. Um, he is no one particularly famous. Didn't I get the... Um, one of the girls was raised by... Yeah, uh, this this would quite certainly be Cressidia's father, given the various ages and that sort of thing. Uh, he died, and then Vencarlo raised Cressidia and her friend Sabrina. That's right. Yeah. Alright, but I'll see what I know about... Sabrina basically... <coughs> Sorry, if... No, continue. Give me a roll first, and I can... Okay, um, so that's a um, 21. Okay, so... He's pure blood chalish. Um, was a Corvosan guard. Never remotely the field marshal or even anything of any particular note. He was a sergeant at the time he died, which was an okay rank, but nothing particularly stunning. Um, and the method of his death is he was killed. He was found killed and stabbed in the street somewhere reasoning unknown but presumably a victim of crime um, uh, his daughter is Cressidia Croft the field marshal mm-hmm. her best friend was Sabrina Merrin who literally just came up off the street um, and the two of them then vaguely got raised from Vincalo from when they would have been 14 or so when this started Yeah, the two of them are of very similar ages uh, so that is one that is of note that you see here uh, and the other thing you see of note here that would probably speak to Jack <coughs> is the very one of the very first statues in the pile is Saint Elica, um, depicted standing there with a rapier out, standing in a dashing fencing pose, which 
Jack probably doesn't care about this, but but almost borders on heretical. She is not known in any way, shape, or form as being a swordswoman. Um, this this would be a very odd interpretation of her. Um, I have a picture of Saint Elka here. If you desire one. Yep, sounds good. She is a young, reasonably plain-looking. Parisian woman. Oh gosh, she's a good. She's so cute. Yeah, the statue has been done up to make her look, you know, more dashing and attractive and that sort of thing. Um, and yes, but but here she is slightly, fairly oddly depicted with a sword. Up to Jack, whether you would consider that heretical, interesting, or merely a point because she's in a swordsman school. And the um, Jack thinks it's interesting and doesn't see any reason Alika might not Alika might not have been proficient with one. She is going to go up to the statue, bob her head respectfully at it, and then um, touch it gently just to see if Alika has anything to say to her. Um, nothing happens, but you feel just slightly subconsciously more connected to her. This specifically, slightly more subconsciously connected to this place, maybe. Interesting. Uh, and she actually has a fairly dedicated plaque under it, uh, 4408 to 4429, 21 years old when she died. Oh. Um, this is literally a historical, a little historical plaque that lists her as being uh, a seer of Phrasma, a trained harrow reader. Um, she helped guard the fledgling Corvosan community from surprise Shawante raids. And that she saw the great fire, and despite seeing her own death in it, she led forward the efforts to combat the flames and chase the Shawante off. Uh, she is the only Verizian to. She, she is a Verizian who has been posthumously given foot status as a full blooded Chalish citizen. She is the only Verizian to ever be martyred as a saint by the Chalish Empire. And she is listed here as Saint Elica the Martyr, uh, which is what she is most commonly known as. Uh, that stuff I all already knew. This is a relatively standard historical plaque about her name and information, that sort of thing. Then there is a more personal inscription that's been deliberately added to this statue in this place. Her call will never be silenced. Nice. Mm. And yeah, you are having a poxy round when Vincalo Orsini appears behind you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I will actually be crouched down to um, read the plaque of Metallica. He's not actually desperately endeavouring to sneak up on you or anything. Yeah, but that's the dr- that's dramatic. What's Ben Carlo's line? It's nice to see the guards reading pretty girls to their roster. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's that's my line to give him his character. I remember his character. Because wow. <laughs> okay. they've, they've all got. Single. Most of them have single lines, so I can remember what their, yeah, um, their voices, what their character yeah, voices to voice cut back into. And in the, in the animation as well. Yeah, the um, ba- Babylon Five's one was some. Um, so char- I ain't some sort of pervert. <laughs> <laughs> the Babylon Five to get into character. Um, the guy who played London <coughs> Vari used to say, <laughs> "Mr. Garibaldi." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lando. Mm-hmm. So you will hear from beside you, behind you, <coughs> then Carlo clear his throat just slightly. Jack will. Ah, hey, and um, Jack will scramble up hastily, hastily but gracefully because she is. 
Oh, sorry, I was just taking a look around. It's a nice statue of her. Helica. Yes. A piece of history of Corvosa, at least, has been remembered. Although not, I think, as well as she should have been. A remarkable woman. Have you, you, you know of her? Yeah, a little bit. She's, uh, she's a, she's a special lady. She did not let anything stop her from doing what she had to do. Yeah. And, um, Jack will nod at the, nod at the statue again. Not sure it's a standard I can live up with, up, up to, but I guess I'll try. <laughs> I don't think you precisely have to duplicate Saint Elica. Among other things, it would be a criminal waste to see a lovely young la- lady like yourself lost at age 21. <laughs> well, I'm a good bit older than that, <laughs> says the wee little Jack. <laughs> 30-year-old Jack. Oh, right, yeah, the dog. <laughs> He's like, you're 16. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, in, in a way. <laughs> anyway, you um, said you wanted to give me a lesson? It's a um, big honour for me. Yes, please. Come through into my... Come, come through. I have a small training room off to, off to the west here. Leads Jack you through. And Jack is, is reasonably aware of what's going on, so she would certainly notice that several people are watching this interaction. There's a couple of students who are like, yeah, fencing, fencing. He's teaching someone. Ow! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're all using buttoned blades and things yeah. here, obviously, but... Jack makes a slight, um, a slight snirking face as she goes in. You know, people are hardly staring open-mouthed and agape at this, but it's clearly something that doesn't happen very regularly. And... Vincalo will take you into he says is a small personal training room. It's like a 30 by 30 thing with a mat on the floor and that sort of thing. It's probably um, small for him. And he says he says to you so, fancy yourself a swordswoman, do you? I wouldn't go that far. Um, my friend Rosalie taught me some stuff about knives and swords and so on because um I um, sort of needed to protect myself a lot, and I guess I still do. Um, so um, it wasn't something that um, I, I got. In, I, I wasn't the set of skills that I learnt initially growing up. But um, I've been working on it. I guess I'm okay with a rapier. It's, um, don't think. Don't think it's the the sort of thing you're used to. But I, I'm always glad to learn more. If I may, and he sort of moves around behind you slightly, uh, sort of takes your shoulders, positions yep. you slightly to the side. He says, do show me your stance there. Get out my roof, yeah. Yep. Flourish. And he will move around in front of you, take the classic slightly wide-legged fencing pose, you know, touch rapiers with you, and then will pull back, and endeavor, instead of engaging you, literally looks you over and moves around you and takes in the pose from all angles, and then gives you a few very basic instructions of thrust, Thrust. Parry left, parry right, good, good, thrust, forward, step back, etc, etc. And he watches this. Well, he certainly didn't get trained by the Corvosan guard. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good thing. Well, no, it, it is actually what I did get trained by, because Rosalie's a member of the Corvosan guard. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. You... Carry your blade like a Skarsgård. <laughs> well, Rosalie's for easier. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Don't take any offence. Every style is quite valid. 
Even I still have plenty of things to learn from your strange-haired rainbow friend. <laughs> his frankly bizarre and, in, and inelegant Shantae weapon. Bring it on, I'll show you what I got. I can see you have no formal training, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It can always be good to have a few habits to surprise people with. If you get too rigid in your line of thinking, too committed to thinking that one way is the best way, you can find yourself caught out by somebody who doesn't play by your rules. Survival's what counts. I've endeavoured to teach them that. He sort of waves out the crowd, but many of my students come to me when they're 12, 13, after years of noble fencing training. They've learned how it is to be done. They want to be taught that. Hmm? Seems a bit daft to me, but um, then I maybe went to harsher schools. So I hear. Yes, of course, as you know, he is very well informed. Ah, yes. So I hear. One of Lamb's lambs. For a while. Not a nice life. You were lucky to get out the other end, although I suspect luck had less to do with it. We, um, Flora and me, um, uh, um, woman helped us get out. She's dead now. Lamb got her. And um, Jack's um, ha- non-fancy hands, <laughs> fist clenches, and the fingers all go white. <laughs> Not for us; that was for something else. Sorry to hear it. It's always a shame when we lose people who have helped us so much. Yeah. His eyes glaze very slightly as he looks off. Mm. So he says, takes a couple of steps away from you, and then very rapidly pivots on his heel and just parries your blade away from you. I hear you've been asking questions, and uh, I will because um, <laughs> you've been making streetwise checks about them without concealing the fact that you're yeah. doing so. Yeah, and uh, Jack will um, do some sort of sideways little jabs. Well, I was curious, and it seemed. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to ask you because it seems like it's got to be a tough subject. And you'd be a fool to come straight to the horse's mouth when you could find out the answer, when you, when you could find out the information from all angles. Didn't find out all that much, but I figure there's got to be some story to it. And you might say it's none of my business. <laughs> and you'd probably be right, but. I like Chrysidia and Sabrina. Growl too, even if he needs to sober up. And I kind of like you, I think. I, sometimes I don't trust older men so much. He, he <laughs> almost invisibly <laughs> winces at that one. Older men? <laughs> no, it's, it's not so much that as... Um, <laughs> Like, she's clearly not endeavouring to indicate that he's going to endeavour to make a move on her, but that undeniably in the relationship as soon as you get to that older guy, younger woman thing. Uh, and Jack, you immediately get a sense motive check as you poke it. Fifteen. Yeah. Uh, you will get just a couple of things here. Um... Uh, 
there is just the very slightest suppressed wince when you um, when when you mention um, that you don't trust older men, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, there's the slightest wince at that. A little bit of it is the you know, okay, we're we're kind of here alone in my training room, cough, etc., etc. But there's also something, some other undercurrent that's slightly more personal to him about that that particular remark, not as relates to you. Uh, and when you run through a list of names of Croft, Sabrina, and Growl, there's that slight glaze of his eyes into memory. Um, when it comes to Sabrina, however, his eyes just flicker very slightly, and there's a lot of anger still there. A lot of anger still there. Mm. He he may think of Grau and Cressidia fondly. He does not think of Sabrina Marin fondly at all. That makes sense. Um, he nods. You wanted to know. I can hardly blame you. It's a vaguely interesting story. If you like such things, <coughs> and I have found <coughs> if you don't pursue information. Hunt for the truth with what you have, and you're choosing to make yourself ignorant. You'd be surprised how many people are quite happy to stay that way. Not you, I think. No, I want to know everything. I always did. Nam tried to stop me from doing that. It didn't work. <laughs> he, he's rising up and down and smiles like. My mother, she said. Um, she looks at him, and she looks at him for a moment. She says, "Smart thief's a long lived thief." He nods with no particular value judgment. In there. She taught. She's the one that taught me to read. It's not something to get get from Lamb, but was lucky for me. I wasn't. He did when he picked me up. I'd already learnt a lot of stuff from other places. Yes. There are those who would prefer that as many people in the city as possible remain illiterate. The truth has a nasty habit of being recorded and found, and can be found out. It can be awkward when such things are exposed. I know people have got reasons to keep things private. It's you. It's it's your call what you want me to tell me or not. I reckon I've found out as much as I can on my own. If you don't want to talk about it, that's your call. Well, he sort of turns, thinks for a moment about something, turns back and with a slight half smile on his face. It's been a long time since I played this game. Alright. I tell you what, surprise me. Every time you do, I'll give you an answer. Okay! And get another sense motive check there. Uh, eight, uh, 16. Yeah, he's apparently very transparent about that particular <laughs> He's feeling nostalgic. Um, and then he, he takes up what is obviously a dueling stance and things. Um, you would expect him to beat you. He's, supposedly, he's supposed to be a master swordsman. Um, when you look at him, it is obvious that he moves a bit slower, a bit more awkwardly. He's got that... You know, his his missing hand hangs... Well, the, the glove mm. hangs slightly down to the side. He's probably still very good, but he's, he's 
not as good as he used to be. Nonetheless, you would pretty much expect him to kick your ass in a straight fight. Oh, yes. Um, he's not expecting you to beat him in any way, shape, or form. Um, he's expecting to see what you've got. But what he's actually asked for is surprise me, which doesn't necessarily mean that what you need to do is beat him in a fencing duel or prove your mad capacity to hit him or whatever here. He just wants to see what you're going to do. Cheat! Awesome. <laughs> Cheat like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> And he will take up a formal fencing stance. We are not going to run this necessarily in initiative or whatever. Yeah. He will step forward and go to touch blades with you. And what do you want to do? Uh, he does not make any desperate motions to attack you immediately. So floor uh, is yours. What's the what's the room like? Uh, if there's anything particular you want to add in here, um, I'm, like. I'm looking for any kind of anything that's dangling down from the ceiling that I could. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Practice, practice ropes. That's a, yeah. Actually, this place is is mod fancy. It's not a super elaborate chandelier, but there's totally a, a, a little, chandelier. A little, a little one one ring thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Um, Jack's going to um, look behind him, look to the side, and then flip round, cannon up the wall, yep. and um, swing from the chandelier, and then endeavor to jump straight down onto his head. Okay. <laughs> Give me a, uh, I'll give you your choice of bluff or acrobatics there. Either you're doing it so he doesn't see it coming, or you're doing it faster than he can see it coming. I'm going with acrobatics because it's slightly better than my bluff. And that is a 13. Okay. So he will step away. You swing off the wall and come down at him, bringing the rapier down in a very unofficial stance where you're bringing it down yeah. to spear him through instead of any elegant slash or strike or anything like that. And he pivots away from it quite precisely and turns the blade. But nonetheless, you know, nods at this. He looks moderately <laughs> impressed with this. And he sort of nods. Good. Adaptability to your environment. Not rigid in your thinking. Tick, 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 tick. What do you want to know? Tick, 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 tick. Why did you... Um, so what was the... What did I find out about the duel? Who fought who? Uh, you discovered that Sabrina jeweled Ben Carlo. That was the, the original fight. No, it was Sabrina and Cressidia jeweled. Uh, Wasn't it? And then Ben Carlo got in the middle? Sabrina challenged Croft. Right. It ended up as Sabrina Ben Carlo. Yeah. Um, and Grau intervened in that, and the end result was Ben Carlo lost his hand, Sabrina got a facial scar. Yeah. Why were Sabrina and Cressidia trying to. Why was Sabrina and Cassidia fighting? How much is he going to answer this? <laughs> Both of them were my finest students. Tick, tick, tick. And this is, of course, illustrated yeah. to tick, tick, ticking back and forth across the room. Both of them were my finest students. Each of them had extraordinary talent, but Sabrina was gifted, one with a blade, in a way I'd never seen before or since. Tick, 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 tick. The commission for field marshal came up. Prestigious post, both of them. Tick, 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 tick. It was given. It was given to Cressidia, of course. Tick, 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 tick. Because she's Shalaxia. That wasn't precisely the reason reasoning that Lord Arcona used. <laughs> that was the reason Sabrina claimed mm. for the jewel. 
Oh, that's why she's so mad at Arcona. And there's a key word in that sentence. See, that's the reason Sabrina claimed for the jewel, which he deliberately puts in. Mm-hmm. But you, you asked why they were jeweling. He answers me with, "That's why Sabrina claimed they were jeweling." But you don't think that's the real reason why? He smiles at you and faces <laughs> yeah. off again. That's one. Uh-huh. All right, and um, all right. What I'm looking for now is a dark corner yep. with some shadows in it. Yep. Um, which I am going to um, sort of fence him round a bit. Yep. And then make for and duck into. And um, two jacks are going to come running out in different directions. <laughs> nice. Jack Jay looter. Yep. So you whirl around. The, it's the middle of the day, so it's not particularly dark in here. But as you whirl past, you can sort of yank the curtain shut, cutting yep. off some of the light. Yeah. Um, whirl around, sort of throw the cloak vaguely at him, dis- dash into the corner, yep. cast this. Two jacks come out, and he will almost reflexively reaches down with his other hand and draws out a um, draws out a hang on he's, he's only got the one hand yes no he has two hands remember oh right one that actually works oh, and one right. that doesn't ah uh, yes yeah. um, he reaches down with his other hand to draw something almost reflectively he's got a dagger on his belt uh, I can't remember if he is um, I think pretty sure he's rapier but um Yes, he is. He is right there. So he goes down to draw a dagger off his belt as a second sort of parrying blade and fumbles slightly awkwardly with it and does actually pull it, but yeah. holds it in his hand vaguely like this. The hand is clearly capable of picking the thing up in the sense that it goes clunk around it and then pulls it out. But in terms of wielding the dagger, doesn't seem like he's going to get far. But it's just instinctive into him. <laughs> he draws it when he sees two opponents and then steps around watches the two of them. Interesting. Illusions or images. Arcane spellcasting. You are full of surprises. (laughs) (laughs) It's a trick I never quite had the discipline or perhaps the inbuilt talent to learn. Nonetheless, I stab. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He stabs at the illusory one. Yep. And. Yep. Then completely. It doesn't disappear or anything, and then he just completely ignores it, utterly yep. takes his eyes off it. Yep. At and which point you probably put it. At which point it disappears, and the real Jack races back in. Good. Surprise. Adaptability. Hidden talents. It doesn't work so good for fighting. I can't concentrate on making it do things and attack. That's why I, I hung back. But there's better illusion spells out there. I'm, I'm going to get the hang of them someday. You're only young yet. What else do you seek, Jack? <clears throat> what was the real reason? What do you think the real reason was that Chrysidia, that Sabrina challenged Chrysidia? <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's stabbing with both her words and her sword. <clears throat> no one should come to Jack when they want diplomacy. <laughs> That's fine, he doesn't require diplomacy from you. To wait and lost and forgotten. Mm-hmm. Or coming to Garen for warm fuzzies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get a sense of to check at this one. Ooh, I club that one. That's a three. Okay. Whatever he is thinking about his answer, 
he buries it. Um, you have no idea whether he was going to be more open about this and decided not to. Because you don't get what emotion is flickering across his face. Something shimmers there for a moment and then he just shuts it down. In a very almost mirror of Sabrina, it goes stone faced. He parries your blow away slightly more savagely than he has done the others. He says, because the heart wants what the heart wants. And the heart fears what the heart fears. Oh, I wonder if he wanted to have a relationship with her. And does not elaborate on that answer. I must okay. And your question was, what was the real reason Sabrina challenged Croft? Yeah. And the, a black moment passes across the room, and then he sort of slightly forces a smile on again, and tink, 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 tink. We can stop if you want. He steps back, pauses for a moment, sort of thinks about this. No. No. It's been... Too long, maybe even long enough. Tink, 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 tink. I'll work for it. Right. And um, Jack will um, endeavour to press the attack on him and um, move in more aggressively. Yep. And then um, draw a hidden dagger and yep. endeavour to uh, and endeavour to go for a side. Draw him daggers, switch weapons, and endeavor to go for a slide. What would be the one there? Uh, um, larceny is sleight of hand. Yes, larceny. Yeah, that sounds like it to me. So that'd be larceny. Me, his. Um... It's not really necessarily versus because he doesn't care about you beating him. Twenty-five. Showing. You genuinely won't see that coming. Nice. <laughs> nice. You actually nice. can scratch him. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm a much so, better thief than I am, and I can revolutionist. So he presses in on you, um, and does does of course the class because you've both got rapiers. Does the tink tink as you push the blades back and forth in each other's faces, and then very quietly Jack's other hand steals out. He's got his dagger loosely held still in one hand, and you whip the other one out and slash him slightly across the side, and he immediately the second he feels the bite leaps back away from that. Um, parries off your blow and looks down slightly where he's just bleeding ever so slightly from his tunic. He doesn't seem like he's about to evidently die from the horrible dagger. No, no, no. no. Well, among other things, I deliberately, because I'm good at doing sneak attack yeah. damage, I deliberately did the opposite of yeah, an aim yeah. for a lighter blow. But because it's not a button dagger, and yeah. he has actually not even remotely requested you button your weapons because he yeah. thinks the skill disparity is, is higher than it clearly actually is. <laughs> um, you nick him. And he steps back, parries your blow off easily, and then puts a finger down and sort of lifts it up. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd do if you, I thought you were really going to come for me. Well, that's definitely three. <laughs> <laughs> three questions? Yeah, they're up, she's up to the third. Yeah. Oh, okay. As she's question. answered question one, he's answered question yeah, two, and he'll question. answer question three. <laughs> Why 
why stay away from all three of them? I can see that, Chris, what went down between you and Sabrina, maybe that's not the sort of thing that can be fixed again. But what about Crisidia and Growl? Uh, now you you know he doesn't stay away from Crisidia. They uh, referenced right. having lunch before, and that's oh, okay. She's yeah, yeah, no, no, that one. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome to re-ask or yeah, no, right, yeah, the just, question. It's very hard to figure out. What I really want is him to tell me the story, yeah. which obviously he's not prepared to do. Why not ask him if he could do that day again? What would he have done differently? It's an interesting question, but that's not what I want to ask. Yeah, so as far as you know, as far as you know, he still hangs out with Crisidia on a semi-regular basis. Um, he clearly doesn't have a lot of love lost for Sabrina, and you have no idea what the deal with him and Growl is. But yeah. both Sabrina and Growl have been erased from the walls. Yeah, you could ask about. Them. I don't know. You don't really need to know about the walls, do you? Well, also the story's almost certainly I took their names down because of X incident. <laughs> Do you No, it is a good question. What would you do differently if you could do it all over again? Yeah, you're giving me a point. Ooh, that yep. is a good question. It won't get you your answer, but may give you something to lead into. I've got like two two pages of solid notes here <laughs> on this. I'm so very curious. Mm. I was going to tell you more about Sabrina. I know. Your wife. Well, I think she's got quite a lot in common with Lucy, actually. Yeah, Sabrina does. Yeah. Both angry women. Yeah. yeah. So here, he looks slightly saddened at this um, parries your blow off again and then motions a stop with his bad hand and puts the sword away turns his back slightly if I had to do it again so many things but any single moment I would not have underestimated the depth of her pain and her rage Oh. oh no! <laughs> There's a story behind that. Uh, and you can have another sense motive check here. Yeah, this is a fairly easy one. So yeah, minor nine. Okay, uh, out of five, you get that Sabrina. Yeah, was talking of. Cool. That's probably reasonably obvious anyway. Uh, I thought get, it was. You but get I'm that glad. confirmed as a character. Yeah. 
if he had to do it again, the one he would do lots of things differently. The one single thing he would do is he would not again underestimate the depth of Sabrina's pain. I would not underestimate the depth of her pain. Oh dear. I was flirting with the queen and there's a seething volcano behind me. Oh my gosh. Jack will um, move around slightly yep. to look down. I'm sorry. That is how the game is played. Puts the right finger away. For someone with no real practical instruction, you surprise me, Jack. May I off- may I offer you a few pointers? I'm told I'm, go- I'm told I'm pretty good at this sort of thing. <laughs> I'd like that. And he will switch over the game, and he will give you an actual honest to god fencing lesson. Excellent! Yay! Uh, and he is, of course, he kind of awesome because. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. yeah. Best teacher. Um, and yeah, he will basically teach you several... He, he goes very back to basics here. Um, and, you know, this is a proper stance. You know, this is how you hold the blade for maximum thrust. <clears throat> you know, I can see that you're of average strength, but nothing remarkable. You know, aim for the kidneys, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um most notably, um, from Jack's point of view, some of this Jack would have worked out on her own. He sort of runs through it anyway to get all the basics in yeah. there. Um, some of it is um, he doesn't blink at giving you instructions like, you know, when their stance is slightly open like this, punch them in the eye. Yeah. Mm. He, he is... He's fighting. He doesn't teach you how to duel nobly and the proper forms and that sort of thing. He will actually mention, you know, in passing, this is called the Pavrete form. You know, this is the Dragan stance, that kind of thing. But, you know, this is an excellent opportunity to sheath them in the kidney. <laughs> yeah. So he's it, teaching it, it, her to wed rather than... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's t- teaching dirty, dirty fighting. Yeah, he's, he's definitely teaching you street, street fighting as opposed to... Um, and uh, you have yet another sense motive check. Oh, <laughs> well. I get a three on that one. Okay, you don't pick up another minor detail. Yeah, no, I think right. you put the good rolls out of the solution. Yeah, you got your you got your twenties out before. Now, that is pretty much the end of that one. Yeah. So um, when the lesson is over, um, Jack will grin to. Yeah, you are a good teacher. Maybe. You should do it some more. Maybe. <laughs> Aw, adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And that is end of that scene. Uh, and Jack, about another... Somewhere between a week and two weeks after this, you will basically get another similar invitation to come back and have another lesson with him. Cool. Nice. Oh, well. The game does not occur again, and it's no, there's no more scenes. Yeah. But you are now having um, completely periodic. There's no rhyme or reason to them. Then Carlo invites you. You show up or not, depending on what you're doing. Sweet. Yay. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he likes you. <laughs> He encourages you to continue pursuing information rather than choosing to make yourself ignorant. Awesome. He's cool, I like him. Yeah, I don't do it. And the second time you show up, 
he so desperately play this out as a scene. It's clear he's gone out looking for more information about you. Mm. In fact, you might have heard about this if you pass a streetwise role, but it probably makes no difference anyway. No. Um, and knows that, you know, you're cleaning up at the academy, but he can clearly intuit you're doing more than that. Yeah. Casting image spells and all this kind of thing. So, okay, and that is that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was cool. James yeah. done with, with the scenes he had in mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. Players may do things instead of being railroaded. <laughs> yeah. These aren't railroads, these are awesome backstory scenes. Well, so, yeah. so I was going to say, um, Silver's presumably going to talk to us about the Seneschal thing. Yeah. Because we should come back to Eliosa sooner rather than later on that. Yeah. 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 No, I, I want to get back to you guys as soon as possible about that. But what uh, were you going to say? Um, I was going to go out and buy uh, cheap food. Yep. Purify it and give it to the poor. Okay. You're so pure. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, of these, of these scenes, because I'm, I'm presuming in the background you guys are periodically meeting up in dribs and drabs for lunches or dinners or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and oddly enough, you'll all be together, you know, if and when the next plot call comes, if and when relevant plot calls come. Um, uh, is anyone obscuring any of that information from other players, or is it all from other characters, or is it all largely open? Uh, I'm not really telling people what I found out about um, Chris Idia and Grau and so on. I, that was my personal in- yep. investigation. Yep. I will if it comes up, if something comes up that makes it relevant. Yep. But that was kind of a private no scene problem. between me and. Are you telling people you're having lessons with Vincarlo Orsini? Uh, yeah, I think I might do <laughs> Wow. Uh, Garen, you probably have no compelling reason to conceal that you'll build the armor for Sabrina, but um, you can if you choose. Uh, well, I'm not going to go out of oh, my way no. to, con- to conceal it. <laughs> yep. Like, if someone does uh, gather information check, they can find it out, but I'm not going to... Garen's not going to put it out there either. Okay. So it will probably come up at some point when someone walks in, sees you walking on the armor and goes, hey, what's that about? <laughs> It's got the, the royal coat of uh, arms. Flora, are you sharing Growl's new job? Yeah. Yeah, Yay. that sounds yeah. like gossip we'd all like to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll obviously be sharing about the Seneschal, but not anything else. Yep. Yeah, not the Medell part. So I imagine Lucy's not going to tell us the um, about the weird flirty <laughs> conversation <laughs> with Sabrina. I'm Lucy sure would probably tell can... you, you know, that she had lunch with Iliosa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and... Lucy, you will have a similar experience to what Jack is having in that Iliosa will invite you back several times for, you know, random luncheons and dinners and parties and that sort of yeah. thing. Um, which, there's probably no scene there, so... Yeah. yeah. Oh, isn't that sweet? She's trying to hook you up with Sabrina. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to investigate um, about paying for the Clash of Steel lessons. I probably can't afford what they're worth, but it seems like, you know, out of respect, I'll yeah. do something. Uh, Van Cutlo never asks you for money or brings it up in any way. So, up to you whether you're asking him or just poking around indirectly. I think I will ask him after the first couple. He makes notulent sort of, hmm, yeah, maybe, you know, we'll sort it out later noises. <laughs> okay. And then never actually... Does anything? Dot dot dot. I think you're his. Okay. I'm prepared to accept that. I think you're his new hobby. <laughs> I think it's, he needs more protege. It's, it's obvious from context that he is 
wealthy, but not certainly by no stretch of the imagination obscenely wealthy. He wears decent clothes, but nothing extraordinary. He, I believe, is at um, the 100 level. Right, 100, yeah. 100 gold a month level, where he's upper class, but he's not noble, per se. Yeah. So he can afford he can afford to not get paid for this yeah. um, if he doesn't want to. So, Seneschals. Yes. Uh, um, so I don't get invited back to the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, in fact, do not get invited back to the Queen. Uh, Very explicitly, you do not get invited back uh, to the Queen. I was a little too forward. <laughs> but we can all go... We can all, well, she, she has to... She was only able to get you in there by smuggling you in with Lucia's cover, and she doesn't know, want to yeah. do that too many times. Yeah. It'll all become obvious she's using Lucia's yeah. a beard. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just amused. Anyway, we can all go in together to talk to yeah. her about the Senate. I, I imagine that the context, you know, probably doesn't, um, probably bypasses Silver because it's not the kind of thing Silver's going to think about. You know, what it's like to have a young woman's reputation and that set up. Yeah, I because you are a continuous flirt who doesn't yeah. appear to give the slightest damn for anyone's <laughs> reputation yeah. or commitments or any of that. Well, sort I think of if somebody told him a little bit more about the situation, like at the moment yeah. he's being told, okay, these things, but he hasn't quite pieced it together. Where, whereas Lucy, on the other hand, would implicitly understand oh, yeah. that as a young noblewoman, you are not alone with a young with a young man. Well, well no, what yeah. I was what I was meaning is that if she doesn't yeah. she doesn't invite me through Lucy. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. she does not. Yeah. And and exceptionally so when you're the widowed freaking queen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Seneschals. Uh, yeah. I have the information that was up on Discord here. I can dump it again for people if you desire. Yeah. I read it. So. I read it. Okay. Does anybody I read it. Yeah, I think we we've got the well, we've yep. got the gist, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. we've got the choice of lots of Arcana, lots so of Andravius. Five, <laughs> five yeah. candidates: Bradus Bursio, the gnome lawyer from Midtown. Uh, he Iliosa says he's an Arcana puppet. Uh, Suni Mahal is a Vudrani merchant. Iliosa says she's an Arcana puppet too. Uh, Octavia Mandravius, of course, you know exactly who she is. Tanith and or more or nearly off. So, um, I just want to use this voice some more. <laughs> when um, Silver lays this out, um, Jack will um, look fairly horrified and say, Well, you know, I hear Riddleport's nice at this time. <laughs> yeah. And there are active small stories in the paper about Torgamore Ornelios uh, that the Ornelios family are investigating his birth and you know he may have been adopted maybe but we're currently looking at this yeah. and Torgamore is oddly enough not making any fuss about the sort of fact that if this all becomes true he might theoretically get kicked out of his highfalutin noble family which as soon as you know what's going on it's obvious transparent politicking. They're trying yeah. to cheat him up. they're trying to cheat the rule. Yeah. 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 Trying to make him look, look good for the Yeah, but, but Torgamore is not protesting because he only wants to be an Ornelios if he can't be Seneschal. Yeah. If he can be Seneschal, then he can totally not be involved with his noble family anymore. Except unofficially. Well, the two Arcana candidates are much, much better than all the other ones, but I don't think we want to lose I, Iliosa. I don't know about that. Um, see, I, I have opinions about Octavia, but Tanner. I don't know anything about what his, his motives are. Well, I know stuff about Fulmore. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's 
he would be a bad seneschal because he's just plain old bad. And Octavia Mandrovius is pretty scary. Oh, yeah. Tenet, I mean, he's a pretty boy, right? He might be the... He, he might be might the, the Octavius puppet. Well, yeah, he pretty much is, but... How do you know? Well, look at him. <laughs> Did you see him slaying around eating grapes on that couch? I'm <laughs> sorry. I have a pretty face. I'm not Octavius' puppet. Well, no, but you're well. not a Mandravius. No. If you live with her, I think you'd do what she said, because she's scary. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you notice, I'm also very scary. Not like Well, that. um, yeah, I mean, what, you, you're good at interrogating people. But you're scary, is, scary is not the word I would use. <laughs> I was kind of a little bit sulky at that. <laughs> You're just scary. kind of too nice to be scary. Oh. Okay, I'll take that. Silver wants to take that. <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is I think we need to do a little bit of research on behalf of the Queen because I don't think that she is able to look up some of this stuff. Well, we can, but it's got to be Torgamore or Tanith, right? What was the virtual uh, woman's name again? Sunni Mahal. Well, what about that Sunni Mahal? Well, the theory is, if she's appointed, she'll immediately depose Iliosa. Yeah. She's... And then the next logical step involves either Octavia or Ron Gloria Arcona being crowned, and it'll probably be Gloria Arcona, and then he'll be in control of the Seneschal and the, and the throne. And he'll have his own guard force that answers only to him. And that'll be about the time I move to Riddleport. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, with, uh, with Sunny, uh, she's mostly loyal to them because of her merchant contracts, right? Well, we don't know why the Queen thinks she's an Arcona puppet. Well, because all of her import stuff is based on a corner. Yeah, yeah, but that may not be the only hold they have on her. Yeah. Those those three candidates are now being um, bandied around publicly as word on the street. Tanith and Torgamore are more in the background. So, like this, this what you've got there is the basic accessible information. Plus, you personally know more about Octavia, Tanith, and Torgamore because various PCs have interacted with them. I think we should talk to her. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what if she says I would support that she'd support Iliosa and then we abort her as Seneschal and she doesn't? It's going to be too late. Eh? Well, you could say that about any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Once we import, if we suggest to Iliosa someone and we're stuck with it, I just think the Queen's probably better at politics than we are. Yeah. Yeah. The distinction being that um, the Seneschal has the power to remove the monarch in theory. Um. And the, um, the the monarch theoretically has no power to remove the seneschal. Um, the five great houses pick the seneschal. The five great houses um, also pick the monarch if there's endless dispute about it and things. Uh, What's the actual point I was making? I forget. <laughs> was it about the? Um, oh, uh, if 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 Iliosa goes down, then it'll be a bun fight for who the ruler is. Mm. Um, 
and whoever's got the Seneschal in their pocket is probably likely to pick that one up, but not necessarily. What we need to do... And the two top candidates for ruler after Iliosa are probably Glorio, um, Arcona, and Octavia Mandrovius. What we need to do is pick somebody who needs the Queen to stand power. Well, the best three candidates for that are the Mandraviuses and Torgamore, because the other two candidates need her not to stand power. It's it's one of those things where they all power check each other. Um, both Glorio and Octavia would probably rather have Iliosa on the throne than the other one. Um, because the, the, the Mandraviuses and... Um, the Arconas are almost directly opposed to each other in the sense that both of them want the power and only one of them can have it. Yeah. Um, so the, the reason Iliosa is currently on the throne is because she's the current most acceptable alternative while they all argy-bargy around and work out what they're doing. And it, who knows if that situation will change or not. But basically the, the way the games of power and politics work is they all sort of check each other somewhat. Mm. Nobody wants nobody wants their their arch rivals to come to power, and it's a question of how many different games and compromises and black backroom negotiations happen to make everyone unhappy. Essentially, yeah. So it's <coughs> some corner puppet that goes on to Seneschal. They might um, they might make a corner the next monarch. That'd be the logical well, what, what I think he's trying to suggest is that if we can find a way of getting around the whole Arcona tie, maybe they won't be quite so loyal. Aye, if we can. But they gain nothing by having a Vyosa on the throne. They gain more by having Arcona on the throne. I don't That's think true. we can meet his price. He's got a lot more money than mm. we do. Well, we haven't talked to this person. We don't know what their morals are. Aye. Maybe but what, may- she, what could she? What could she say that we could trust? We don't know yet. I don't. I don't think we could sway those two. They're, if they're already bought by a coin. Why? As am I. Here's the question, though. Does she want to be loyal to the Arconas? Mm. Yeah. Would she tell us the truth about that? Well, I yeah, think we're just. We we don't have enough information really to make a decision right now. We need more information. We may not be able to get it, but we can go talk to her if you want. But I'm not. She'd have to say something damn convincing for me to believe she'd be a good choice to send a shot. I hate to say it, but I think Torgamore is the best option because he's not a man. Torgamore. He doesn't necessarily want. He's also a walkover. Iliosa out. The Mandravius is probably don't either. If they've got the center shell, that may be enough for them. Yeah, but do you want to get out, give Octavia a second army? No, but I don't think I don't think any. I think we can all agree nobody wants Octavia a center shell. But it's a question of whether Tanith is a better choice or Torgamore. To be honest, I don't know if Tannis is necessarily on her side. Actually, yeah. Um, as someone who had been a trophy wife, <laughs> he may have his own agendas. You never know. Tannis might have his own. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, you to- you had that big, big chat to him. Did you get a bit of a feel for him when you were talking to him? You think maybe he's got his own he's got his own place. <laughs> when he gave you those valuable scrolls of red magic. <laughs> I, I think there's a possibility. I don't know. He gave me the impression that he could have his own agenda or his agenda could be his wife's. So, Well, I kind of lean towards him at that point because, you know, because Torgo was so icky. Mm. But so um, <laughs> he's just so corrupt is the thing. I know Tanith is a hell... I know Tanith worships him very as well as and that's pretty bad. But, you know, Torgo not exactly squeaky clean in that regard either. I don't want he doesn't necessarily not. worship Asmodeus. I'm not saying Tolkemore's a good but option. I'm saying lesser of all he's evil. the lesser of the evil. But then up here. from what I hear well, from Uncle we can go talk to the Vudra lady and um, see what she's got to say for herself. What I'm trying but to say is I don't think necessarily Tanith is necessarily a follower of Asmodeus. Or if he is, he's not necessarily as bad as we think he is. Uh, he he certainly Maybe. is publicly like he yeah. lives in the church of Asmodeus. He yeah. is the holy symbol in that. Yeah, well, he doesn't. Yeah. Privately, maybe a different matter entirely. Yeah. He, he clearly doesn't. He doesn't make any claim to being a cleric of Asmodeus and actually drawing power from him. He's he's very quiet about details about himself. And any bastard can wear a holy symbol. Yeah, <laughs> I do hate to say it, but for information on Tanith, we do have somebody close to him we could ask about. Oh, some of his eyes So, uh, she is a merchant. She makes her fortune selling various important exotic goods, mostly from Vudra. Um, ergo, a lot of that, the vast, the overwhelming majority of that supply comes through the Arconas. Uh, she does not work for the Arconas, is not known to work for the Arconas directly, but the connection is pretty transparently obvious. Um, so she is a comparatively important woman. She runs a she runs several stores. She has a large amount of money for a woman who's in trade as opposed to a noble. Um, and if you want to see her, you will have to go through a bunch of hooks and ladders and things. You can't just literally walk up to her and go, "Hi, we're random strangers." Yeah, I sort of figured um, that would be a pain in the ass. At which point, this then becomes a party charisma check. Do you look like the sort of? However, Lucy, I have a plan. Oh, you have a plan? Yeah, I have a kind of plan. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well tell us what it is. Cover. I got a Boudron dagger, right? Oh, yes. you want to use it? You want to use it? Oh, that's a clever yeah. idea. Okay, but that's still party charisma checks to get into see yeah. her. Yeah, we have to get with the vicinity. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You use the creepy blade. <laughs> of course. This actually does seem like a logical. Is it raw charisma? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because you know it was a bad idea when we were going into the Asmodeus Church, but we're not doing yeah. that. That's so you just add your charisma, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. so 27 for me. 30. 29 for me. 21. 31. Okay. 
So that's four or five. So that's party majority. Yeah. Uh, what vague What vague story are you going to her with? Why, I'm gonna, do, you, why uh, do you five random people want to meet with her? Well, I want to first of all um, ask her to appraise this beggar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh no, no, mm-hmm. this is a story to get in. Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly valid. Oh, okay, yeah. She's it's a very rare beggar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you you basically meet with you know a merchant in one of her stores. He looks it over, agrees, and is a yeah. rare dagger. You know, smiles at you. Yeah. Flirts with you a bit, etc., etc. You know, talks to your friends, flirts with silver a bit. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone gets some flirting. There's a jeweler. Yeah, yeah. She's inherently, you know, gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or bisexual, as, yeah, it, as yeah. it seems. <laughs> Given he's an unnamed NPC, we're now bypassing. You know, so you go through a couple of levels of functionary. This takes a couple of days. Um, nonetheless, you are given a meeting with Sunni Mahal um, in literally her import business building. Um, and when you go in, uh, she has a guy who more or less has bodyguard tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> um, big muscular guy with a sap hanging at his belt who just kind of leans against the wall and makes no effort to interact with anyone. Um, Sunni herself is a very little woman. Um, she's desperately pushing at being five foot tall. Um, is she a human? Yes, she is a human of. She is a human Vudrani woman. So she's yeah. Indian, basically. Yeah. Indian, Indian, as opposed to Native American Indian. Yeah. Um, and she is wearing a very classic sort of sari style dress. Mm-hmm. Has on a bunch of different jewelry, that sort of mm-hmm. thing, and. Oh god, you're gonna get my Vodrani accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, incidentally, Silvo has silver hair at the moment. So he, he thinks that rainbow's a little bit much for this particular oh. encounter. So. <coughs> like oh. Hello, my name is Miss Sunni Mahal. I understand you have a dagger to sell. Nice. Uh, well, not to sell. Um, to be, to, to be, to be appraised. By all means. Please, come in, take tea with me. She will sit down and, you know, make polite small talk about the exotic <coughs> tea she has. Now you can taste the cinnamon spices in them mm. and this sort of thing. Oh, seems, you know, perfectly pleasant. And, of course, doesn't have a mini, I can show you. So, um... <laughs> Only talk yeah. I think our, our sinister plan so here is probably we want to try and get her talking about the politics of yeah. the city and then you make a try at thought reading her because otherwise you're going to get mad tea is good or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I think I think this dagger. He said that he learned secrets, yep. so he would actually read any. Uh, if somebody thing passes me a player's, I'll be able to tell you how this works. <laughs> you you would understand how this works, Carver, having explained it to you. Yes. yes. Show me your enemies, and I will read their secrets. It's gonna be um. It's not gonna be good for my health, and but. I can tell you that um, weird magical artifacts that you can't tell what they do that seem creepy and evil never turn out badly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's no way to worry about. Yeah, I have no way being bitten two or three times already on this one. Okay, so detect But Jack thoughts. benefits from none of this wisdom. So. Oh, this, is, this is actually kind of nifty because you may use this in other situations. Uh, Detect faults over three rounds um, tells you that if there are intelligent creatures in the area you are sensing, which 
Obviously they yeah. are. Yeah. Which is probably worth knowing because it does mean that she's not a you know, a golem or something. Okay, of course. Although since the since the disease golem seemed intelligent, that'd probably yeah. thing anyway. Uh, it tells you their intelligence score. Oh. Um, and then it reads their surface thoughts. So if if you are talking about tea, you will get her surface thoughts might be, man, this tea is good, or check out that girl's rack, or holy crap, I'm bored and want to go home. Yeah. Um, you almost certainly won't get, good thing my secret plan is to instill Gloria Arcona in the throne. Yeah. But if you start turning it round to city politics, then that's exactly the sort of thing you will get. Yeah, so that's, yeah. That, that's the plan, is... Yeah. You're going to wait until you hear the appropriate conversation yeah, topic, yeah. then deploy a team dagger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going to start with like a small talk. Um, and then sort of... And then our word on the street says that you're in the run for the next show. <laughs> so the word goes. I have... I, I would, of course, be honoured to serve the city in this fashion. If the opportunity arises, it could be a fascinating opportunity to get my fingers really deep into the trade routes within the city. Oh. There's so much more we could open up. Have you delved in politics before? Uh, I am a simple merchant woman, but one does not get to be a merchant woman for long without dealing with politics in some way. Why well, once and she leads off on this vaguely amusing story about a Vidrani noble who apparently desperately wanted to import a dinosaur from a <laughs> and the various hoops and things that she had to jump through to try and please him. You know, it's it's mildly light, amusing conversation. Yeah, like, Lucy laugh very prettily. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Um, so, um, what, what else can we uh, ask? What, what, what do you think, what, how do you think Kilios is doing? She smiles. She smiles slightly at this. Reasonably well for reasonably well for a girl as young as she is. I, I feel sorry for her, the poor thing. The pressures on her must be tremendous. If I were to take the role of Seneschal, then I would be able to take some of the burden off her shoulders. And this is the kind of yeah. moment at which I'm thinking. Yeah. Yep. So um, I have this. I gotten recently gotten hold of this thing. It looks very rare and intricate. Yep. Because all you need, all, all you actually need to be, do, be doing yeah. is just clutching it lightly as you're yeah. having this conversation with it, which no one here would blink at at all. Yeah. Like you, you couldn't have taken it into the thing with the queen because you can't take <clears throat> weapons into yeah. her. Here, you know, it's the to be honest, you haven't actually been stripped of weapons coming in to see her because she's a merchant and she has no particular reason to believe. And she's got a bodyguard. Yeah, and yeah. there's thirty people outside. She can whistle up. Yeah, desperately and even them. if it was like this, is the very thing we yeah. came yes. to show yep. her. So. Yeah. Yep. so you don't specifically need to take it out and wave it at her when you want to cast this. As yeah. at the relevant point, you can cast to take thoughts on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are two things that can happen here. Uh, for one thing, uh, the group as a whole, so this will be one person leading, whoever wants to, aiding, can endeavour to make a bluff check. What this is, is you're trying to draw her out in conversation, yeah. find out, get a, get a read on her, find out what she's about, without making it obvious that, like, hey, we're panhandling you for the Seneschal role. Yeah. Not that she'd be terribly surprised by that anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then you, after following on that, you can detect thoughts, because you've already led her somewhat into the right conversation. Sweet. Okay, yeah. so who wants to lead off with the bluff? Me. I've got a nine... Oh, I got... Oh, you got a nine on bluff? Yeah. Wow. I got six. Bad. <laughs> okay, so, um, so silver lead, Lucy assist, yeah. and then Lucy deploy team dagger. Yeah. yeah. 
surface thoughts floating in and out of which some of which are totally I wonder when lunch is <laughs> um, she finds <laughs> so uh, you will pick up from the conversation the actual conversation that you had with her um, you are endeavouring to draw her out about what she thinks about the politics of the city and basically draw her into overexposing herself slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, she is used to having polite chit-chat about politics and the weather and all this sort of thing. It's all she does 24-7. So she's yeah. actually reasonably good at this. It is reasonably difficult to draw her out, but you actually manage, nonetheless, to draw yeah. out several <laughs> opinions from her. See, well with the blockchain. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, all I needed was ranks. What, what you get out of this conversation in dribs and drabs that she gives you, I'm not going to give you specifics, this goes on for half an hour or so, is um, that she thinks Gloria Arcona is the bee's knees okay. because he's made her a lot of money. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. Um, that... Um, and, you know, as she talks about the, the politics and that sort of thing, um, she very much wants to be senatorial. She does it in a very self-degrading, you know, oh, well, you know, if it would serve the city kind of way. Deprecating is what you're Deprecating, doing. sorry. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Degrading. Right. Yeah, that's putting yourself down. <laughs> same, same. Not really, but that's okay, okay moving along. Uh Yes, you know, she would be... She she says, oh, she doesn't really want it. She totally wants it. <laughs> she yeah. wants it for her own power and wealth and all the rest of yeah. it. Uh, because, among other things, she'll have... It, it, as you talk to her, she's got a very good grasp on the trade relations and all this sort of thing and exactly what strings she could push and pull as Seneschal yeah. to personally enrich herself a bit. Yeah. Uh, she thinks a great deal of Gorio Arcona because he's made her a lot of money. Yeah. Um, that appears to be about what the relationship actually is. Um, and as you detect her thoughts, you actually get the truth behind that. That is yeah. literally the relationship between them is they're, they're very mutually profitable for each other. Yeah. Um, the... I- Iliosa, she sort of says that she, you know, she considers her, you know, a young woman with too, a, you know, a young girl with too much pressure on her, and you know, some of it can be taken off and that sort of thing. Lucy, you get a very direct read <laughs> as you um, cast take thoughts on her when she's talking about Iliosa. Um, what you see is she. Uh, how does the take thoughts manifest? Uh, you get the surface thoughts in her mind. Um, so she's. You know, Iliosa is a young queen, you know, but 
you know, the poor girl has too much pressure on her mind. You know, too too many things on her mind. And then the unseen thought comes through to Lucy, as you hear in her head, we'll retire her to a nice estate somewhere well away from the city. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a few weeks, a, a few weeks grace, and then she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it that this. they're planning to assassinate her? No, 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 get rid of her. Oh, oh, no, no, no. So so as yeah. far as Sonny Mahal is concerned, the thought that goes through her head is literally, when she becomes seneschal, a couple of weeks after that, Iliosa is going out the door to an, packed off to a nice estate somewhere far yeah. away. Yeah. She's there's, there's certainly no surface thoughts of murdering her or anything like right. that. No, 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 sorry, yeah. I, I just wanted to clarify that because I got a bit confused, but now I can see what the original scene is. But, but the direct relationship is, I'm Seneschal, she's not Queen. Yeah. yeah. That's very obvious. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> she obviously does not tell anyone here that. Yeah, yeah, no, naturally no. not. And I'm sure Lucy, who doesn't react in any way to this um, piece of information... No, did she, she appraises the dagger, um, you know, seems slightly disappointed with it, you know, says it's kind of interesting, you know, she could offer you, you know, perhaps a thousand gold pieces, we could perhaps negotiate for it and that. Um, yeah. And, you know, as, as you get this... He was staring at her breasts again, that's why this got passed up to me. That's funny. Okay. But that's good because we don't actually want her to pay too much attention to the dagger. We really don't want her to say, oh, that's the literary floor. She'd buy it off you, but she's not not any more interested than if you'd come in with any other random um, magical weapon. I shrug and say, oh, I'll just hold on to it for now then. Yeah. (laughs) And then I think we'll, you know. It, it, having received the secret yep. under the table kick from Lucy to indicate that she's yeah. all good, we will um, yep. politely continue the conversation until the appropriate window and then gently Into depart. Camp. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll share all, the, uh, uh, like all that information to the group once I leave <laughs> the place. <laughs> okay, well, oh. good to know we were right. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Yeah, she seems like a nice lady. Yeah. If Gloria O'Connor was a bit less skeevy. Or if I didn't like it, if we didn't like Iliosa so much, she. I mean, she's definitely. I mean, she only wants to enrich herself a bit. That's way better than talking more. I think she'd be a good seneschal, but I think Iliosa would be a better queen. Uh, in terms of your information gathering capacities, just reminding people, you also have auguries from Flora and um, detect evils from Garn. Mm. Oh yes, assets you have as a party, basically. I don't think we really needed to cast a detect evil yeah. on here, no, though. Uh, well, I, 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 I believe it's not. To, is it something Garen can do without people telling he's doing it? Uh, as a as a cleric, you have to actually go humbus bumbus cast the spell. As a paladin, no, it, is oh. a, well, it, it requires no somatic verbal components or anything. Oh. Like you need three rounds, so it doesn't work when a guy in an alley starts beating on your face with a club. Because by the time you find you find out he's evil, you're dead. In a situation like this, spam detect evil on everyone you meet. <laughs> Don't feel like. Well, it seems like that would be a good thing to do while we're in there. If you're all right with it. Um. Garrett doesn't usually abuse that power. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to talk with him. That's for the greater good. For the greater good. 
you basically have to just spend a couple of minutes uh, well, getting Kiara and Ralph to, you know, yeah, agree to that. I'll point out that it's his idea that we even assist this woman, <laughs> so the least he can do is put in his bit for the team. Yeah, the greater good. <laughs> okay, he'll do it, but only after a prayer of uh, <clears throat> to Sarah Ray saying, oh, you don't need, sorry for this. You don't need to roll anything for this. You merely look at her as the conversation goes on. Yeah. And nothing changes. The room does not seem to heat up. There is no smell of smoke, no flicker of flame or dawn behind her. Cool. She does not ping as evil. She's probably neutral. Yeah. She loves her money. Yeah. Yes. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's a fellow merchant, so... Sir, yeah. what was that? I said, well, she has magic items. Yeah. But clearly not the one that prevents oh, people uh, from detecting thoughts on her. So. And she has assorted holy symbols of Abadar around in her, um, yeah, oh, right. that seems like the logical connection. Yeah. Alright, so do we want to go ask Griff about Dan? Except Flora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go feed the poor. <laughs> <laughs> so pure. I'm poor too. Come on. Right. I could be poor for you. No. So oh, I think we probably would actually have done this while we were trying to get in to see, because we actually want to yep. get back to Iliosa in yeah, a yeah. relatively prompt manner, so we can have gone to see Griff in the meantime. Yeah, we're jumping back and forth. Yeah, it's going to take us several days to get in to see Sunny. I'm, I'm not going to put any of these things in chronological order unless it becomes particularly important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but we assume you've done all of your separate scenes, you're now yeah. doing all of these ones in some yeah. fashion or another. Um, sooner or later, the plot will <laughs> call me yeah, back. Yeah. Okay, so are you taking Griff out for lunch? Yeah, let's yeah, take Griff out for lunch. Free lunch, great. I mean, yeah, nice to see you all. <laughs> <laughs> Shame Flora couldn't make it. I was really looking forward to seeing her again. Yeah. <laughs> Flora, sorry. <laughs> Doesn't matter. She doesn't yeah. want you to be near. <laughs> yeah, don't blame her. I understand she's busy busy with. Disney or whatever. She's making food and giving it to people who don't have any food. A little bit more respect, Lad. You are living in a temple now. Gods may start taking it personally. Yeah, but it is an evil temple. (laughs) And you think there would be less kind to him? I'm I'm sure the gods aren't interested in the likes of me. Although, I mean, I have been told from from a Harrow reading that I have a great destiny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the cards are really fascinating, and I've, I've got kind of a flair for them. So lean, lean to Lucy, if, if you wanted to know more about it, you know, maybe I could show you a thing or two. Oh, this lad. Lucy looks irritated. Thomas, Thomas grinning because in his brain he thinks that you're a lesbian. He's <laughs> <laughs> all like, it's okay, you're not going to win. It's not so we wanted to ask you some stuff about Tannis Mandravius. Suddenly it spoiled his lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I suppose I can tell you stuff about Octavia Tanner. Yeah, the the blonde, the blonde, pretty one. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's okay. He's not like you know, gruff pretty. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a bit creepy because he's all you know evil and stuff, but. Uh, we want to know if we don't... Griff is totally, like, wearing his holy... <laughs> well, actually, no, out in this group, his holy symbol of Asmodeus has gone away. Yeah, <laughs> and out comes the holy symbol of Sarah Bray. Yeah. It's... Actually, no, give me his meeting, you lot, it'll be Desna. Yeah, he's going to stick with it. Yeah. And he can't really shuffle them around in front of people. <laughs> is, um... 
we want to know if you know if he's got his own agenda rather separate from just doing whatever Octavia tells him. That's a direct question. He looks at you kind of like, Tanith? Really? Well, he must do something besides eat grapes. Silver I mean, you know, he's a wizard. He can cast, like, spells that make things sparkle and a few illusions, and I've seen him produce fire and that sort of thing. We used to light the candles for their romantic... Ugh, you don't even want to know. <laughs> I mean, no, I really don't. <laughs> he hangs around. He works out. He's, he's pretty, but he's not griff-pretty. I mean... Not really sure what you want to know here. I mean... He's he's a trophy husband. He's an even bigger waste of space. Well, okay, probably not as big a spa- waste of space as that Mordell kid. <laughs> I mean, I heard that guy got some of his father's looks, but obviously not his mother's brains. <laughs> oh my god! Silver's dying in the corner. Is Silver like, man, I should have gone to help for <laughs> No, 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 Silver wants to be here. He's just dying of laughter. Come on, Griff. I'm sure you've noticed something. You've had enough master plans and your pastor not see what that's going on right under your nose. Yeah, because if there's anything Griff is famous for, it's picking up on subtleties and noticing small details. Yeah, as we were talking to about it, I was like, wait... Griff's sense motives has got to be a negative something. It's probably worse than Garrett's. <laughs> he looks at you kind of blankly again. He says, I mean, as far as I can tell, the guy does a couple of things with his life. He teaches a couple of classes up at the academy. And I mean, like, one a week. Where do I get a job like that? That's what I want to know. Here I am, busting my hump, running around for family. I mean, he is family, you know. He's, he's my great uncle once removed. Elf shit. He <laughs> flaps his hand slightly. But it matters to him a lot. He's... I guess he's an okay guy. I mean, loves his family. You know. Cares about his kid, or the poor bastard got settled with that Mordell salt. <laughs> so but does he talk uh, about his... Does he talk about Mordell a lot? What, what makes you think that he cares about... Uh, time to time. I think he kind of misses... What does he say? I think he kind of misses him. Oh. It's off. I, I don't get the idea that sending him off around Chelyax was was exactly Tannis' idea. Octavia, where's the pants of that relationship? I'll tell you. But I don't think Tannis really liked sending him away. I think he'd have him back if he could, although, you know, that would probably interfere with what they do on Friday nights. <laughs> Yeah, we, we you were right the first time. We don't want to know what they do on Friday nights. What does Tenoff teach? Uh, Jack can um, actually answer that question, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, Silver probably can, but I don't. I don't know. What um, does he actually yeah, teach? Yeah, Jack, you can actually answer that. Um, Griff will give him a listed as a... Uh, what's, what's the distinction I had here? <coughs> Uh, right. Master, master. To, there, there are masters at the academy who are the people who do the vast majority of their teaching. They're like Tamar and Dinwiddle, and then there are professors who 
generally engage in like their own research and that sort of thing. They're obliged to teach the odd class, maybe take on a protege or two, but they're, they're the very elite of the academe. Ah, I have tenure! Yeah, I'm immune to classes! Very much so. Um, Be gone, students. So, Griff's, Griff gives, gives him is doing um, independent research on... Um, uh, Griff sort of thinks about it for a while, wasn't it? It's like integrating divine and arcane magic, that sort of thing. He's working on theorems about... He's, he's producing theorems in these big bloody books about uh, this and this and that. The other thing, it all sounds like a lot of waffle to me. Uh, Jack, as far as you're aware, um, Tanith does sweet fuck all up at the Academy. Um, he, he, does, he shows up from time to time. He'll pair it, he come round and demand a teacher does this, that, or the other thing for him. But he he teaches one class a week for about an hour on the basics of evocation, because he's obliged to teach something. Okay. Um, and, you know, you've properly cleaned in there once or twice. He gives a very, you know, he gives a very standard lecture that mm-hmm. he, most people know the basics of already and all the girls in the class sit there and flap their eyelids with I love you written on <laughs> Indiana Jones style mm-hmm. oh yeah the class full of girls yeah. <laughs> so what is he what is he studying he's studying um, mystic theurgists yeah according to Griff his his current um, master research project that he's working on in the academy is independent spell research uh, integrating the divine into the arcane, and that's so must be yeah. uh, Effectively, um, all of the the alternative is um, one of the things you can do if you're an arcane or a divine spellcaster is you can theoretically research spells. Uh-huh. So to create, and that's where entirely new spells get created from. Uh-huh. Um, and theoretically, what you could do is research like divine spells and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. So in theory. He could add cleric spells to his wizard list by researching them independently and coming up with his own arcane versions. Okay. Mm-hmm. In practice, it's fairly difficult, and no one's ever really managed to surpass the threshold of teaching wizards cure spells and that sort of thing. Okay. But it's it's at least theoretically doable, and what he writes about is the academic academic dissertations on why it's theoretically doable and all this sort okay. of thing. It's Griff only has a loose understanding of this. He gives you some vague second-hand understanding of it. And anyone who's not trained in spellcraft has only the rudimentaryest idea of what he's even talking about. So, um, as It's uh, like trying to explain what a high-level theoretical physicist does. So after Griff um, said a couple of things about this subject, um, mostly what he does is loom potentiously. <laughs> he stalks into classrooms and just, I demand this, or I need that. And then he goes off and uh, buries himself in his books for um, hours like he doesn't want to go home or something. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's Friday nights. On Friday nights, he always goes home. He teaches one class on evocation, but it's really dull. (laughs) But class is full of women. (laughs) It's very popular. Yeah, but there seem to be a lot of girls in there for some reason. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. And one or two slightly confused guys at the back. <laughs> yeah, some of those girls have been going to that class for quite some time. Yeah, the seventh year students are in there taking evocation 101. Yeah. Don't forget, this is a world with elves. This is like the yeah. 30 year yeah, students. Yeah. We need to bone up on the basics. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
in all fairness though, I don't think they've even got the hang of what it was actually what he was actually talking about, so they probably do need to go back. Well they probably never <laughs> listened to him, they just watched his beautiful ruby lips. Move. Yeah. <laughs> I think probably um Look, some of you at the table are actual women, you know how this works. <laughs> uh, I could probably go up the academy and ask a few more questions. There um, might be some people up there who know some more stuff about them. About them as in... Tanith and Torgamore. Mm, yeah, that'll be a good idea. Yes, the academy would certainly be the logical place for that. Huh? Does this strike you as particularly religious? Oh, and um, so Griff can tell you for his... He, he he works at the academy. He he has no function whatsoever in the Church of Asmodeus beyond mm. worshipper and obviously known husband of the high priestess. Yeah. Um, he lives there. He spends most of his time there gardening, working out, hanging out with Octavia. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Does he strike you as particularly religious? I mean, maybe, I guess. I mean, as a man of, of deep religious conviction myself... Um, Jack snorts for some mysterious reason. You know, obviously, as Asmodeus doesn't do much for me, but I think Torgamore's the kind of... Uh, sorry, Torgamore. Um, I think Tanner's the kind of guy who likes to keep things ordered, you know. I mean, I guess Asmodeus appealed to him on that level. Has he been in the politics? In and the and politics he, he uh, excuse the pun, but he religiously attends services with Octavia. Yeah, yeah well, anybody would. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would tell him. <laughs> but it's, we are going to church. It's one of those things, going to church doesn't make you a Christian. No. So. Yeah. Is Kenneth interested in politics? At all? Do you have you noticed anything different? Have you met people who's in, in politics? Oh, he he meets people. All the, he meets people all the time. I mean, he's always out at parties or having people drop in to share the latest creation. He's he's got a hell of a chef there, I have to say. Nice, nice young woman. You know, what about elf Ak- girl. Akunas, she, have you have you ever met Akunas? He. Yeah, sure, all the time. Really? I mean, they're always at the same parties. Yeah, but not specifically just like private, yeah, private meetings at all? Uh, you will actually have to make me a diplomacy check there. Bat your eyelids at them. Yep. Oh, It'll give you a plus 10 to your roll. If you lose the boobs, <laughs> let them guide us out. 24. Okay, so he, he sort of looks at you for half a moment and says, I. I probably shouldn't be talking about this sort of thing, you know. It, it's my job, you know. To, I mean, I, I see all, most of the people that come into him. Obviously, that's my job. But you know, I'm probably not supposed to talk about that. And you sort of, oh, please, you know. Yeah. Hey, oh well, you know. I guess it couldn't. I guess it couldn't hurt. You know. So, I mean, he's he's met some he's met some really important people. Like, I mean, oh. I've met some really important people. You know, he describes, I, you know, Marcus Indran and Raran describes a bunch of people in terms of how how they've talked to Griff and how much Griff has met them and how close a personal friend Griff has come to. Um, oh my God. Um, so he certainly met with the Arconas. He doesn't appear to have met with them unduly. Um, um, just Tenneth or with Octavia. Uh, mostly with, they've mostly met in social circles. Um, they've had a small handful of private meetings, but no more than you would expect, being as they're both 
us working in the same circles within the city. Um, Tanith hasn't had any undue amount of private meetings with the Arconas. Um He's had several private meetings with any number of basically um, what pe- people that you would consider to be the smaller power brokers within the city. Oh. Such as? Uh, it, it's literally Just a, hu- a huge list of names. Right. You know, none of these people individually would wield a great amount of political clout, but as a group... Yeah, he's got the quantity. (laughs) And mostly what he appears to do is he brings them in and literally wines and dines them. He's apparently got some fabulous fancy elven chef who makes pastries and truffles and all this kind of thing. Markosti? So? Markosti? Evil Asmodian Markosti. Yeah. (laughs) So he is drinking. The food is evil. But delicious. Yep. <laughs> That's how they hook you. <laughs> Have a batwing cupcake. <laughs> it's so good. We don't need your holy Desmond cupcakes. We have Asmodian cupcakes. I bet the Desmond ones are better. <laughs> I bet they no, spend... the blood of infants really brings out the flavour. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they spend chillies and cookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's got to be Turkish Delight. No, no, yes. Hey, yeah, yeah. That's what are you saying about yeah. Turkish Delight? Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that for a dollar. Yes, his chef specialises in, in Turkish Delight. At this point, I'm going dark side. What's wrong with you? Did you, did, did you, did you oh, most seriously not get the Nadia reference? Yeah, we get the Nadia reference. It's just my favourite sweet. The Ice Queen used to. I don't know, but like the Ice Queen. Okay, I read the first book. Yep. Well, the first book, if the first book is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, that's the one that has the. No, that is the first. It's the one that has the Turkish delight in it. It's the first one. It's the first one if you read the series in the original traditional order. It's the third if you read the series in chronological order. It's the second if you read the series in chronological order. Yeah. So basically, the Ice Witch gives them Turkish delight. Magical Turkish delight that it craves forever after. Yeah. Yeah, I only read it. Long time ago. <laughs> it was my first novel. It's evil. Space. Anyway, um, yes. Griff. Yeah, stuff. Do, do we not Griff want, Do we want to ask Griffy more questions? I, I want to. Lo- I want to know a little bit more about how much Tanith has been talking about um, Mordell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Weird sort of question, but yeah, go on. Yeah. We're all like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. General impression. Um, it's it's less that Griff has sat down and had a lengthy conversation with him about Mordell, as more you know Tanith talks about his son periodically. Mm. Like you know, uh, Mordell would know that. Uh, Mordell would be good at this, etc., oh. etc. So it's, it's not so much that he misses him; it's just he talks about him a lot. No, no. Well, if he talks about him a lot. Yeah, Griff is taking that as a sign that he misses him. Yeah. Okay. He's always on his thoughts. Always on my mind, yeah. Okay. Weird question, but yeah, I think we're yeah. pretty much done with yeah. yeah, What's yeah. your fucking obsession with this Mordell? <laughs> was he your ex-boyfriend? <laughs> and, and Griff even looks like the only question. What do you what, what do you want to marry this guy or something? <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, Tanith, you know, Tanith likes him, but he's his son. He's kind of obliged to. Him. Tanith cares about family. Obliged. <laughs> 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 that is how it works. Anyway, I think. 
Let us cease this uh, effort to get intelligence out of Griff. Which is one of, uh, with the benefit of hindsight, is one of those things that we probably never really got. As soon as we sat down, we worked out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Griff doesn't actually know anything. Griff is actually quite intelligent. He's just got it. He doesn't make. He doesn't make it work for him. Yeah, he doesn't have the wisdom score to back it up. Yeah. yeah. What he's not good at is, is sensing motions. Yeah. But Garen, but in all fairness, Garen won't realise that because Garen is really bad. <laughs> Alright, so yes, I want to go up the academy yep. and ask Master Dinwistle for advice. Okay. Um, yeah, um, Silver can come with me, in which case I will introduce Silver to Master Dinwistle. But... Alright, so, um, so, um, you know, I come in and um, uh, say, uh, Master Dinwistle, um, this is my friend Silver. Um, this is um, Master Tim- Dinwistle, he's one of the teachers up at the academy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hello, we've talked from time to time. I'll do a shake of the hand. Nice hair. Prestigitation, is it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can I, what can I do for you on this? Uh, on, what can I do for you on this, on this day? We wanted to ask some questions about in private. Um, yeah, we would be. Yep. This, okay. this, this conversation would be in private. I don't talk yeah. to him in public. Yeah, and it's, um, we wanted to ask some questions. Um, you know, um, there's some people running for senator. Um, he looks kind of blank at this. Uh, oh, oh, right. Uh, the king died. I suppose there are new people coming in. They're um, thinking about Torgamore. And Tanith. And Tanith Mandravius. Tanith Mandravius? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, they're thinking about Octavia too, but we were trying to work out which one Which one do you think would be the best if it had to be one of those two? <laughs> he, he, he looks slightly bemused at the question. And, oh, well, uh, I suppose... <laughs> If those are your, if those are the only choices in the pool, then uh, uh, certainly uh, Headmaster Torgmore obviously would make a fine selection. He says, looking at the walls. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but he's run the academy very well and very competently for several years. He keeps the place in order, keeps the outside where it should be outside. I imagine the Academy would be sorry to lose him, however, so I'd recommend Tanner. Ah, yep. And so... What's your impression of the two of them? Professor Mandravius is uh, a doubtlessly accomplished scholar. Um, I look forward to reviewing his work when it's eventually produced. <laughs> And um, Jack will catch him <laughs> He doesn't like that. As for headmaster, as, as for headmaster Torgamore, uh, I think people rather underestimate him from time to time. He's a man of strong appetites uh, for, for magical theory and, and the like. But as I say he's, he's kept the academy running very competently for several mm. years. Uh, yeah, certainly nobody got in this breaching festival. Always good. Uh, sir, if I may, you can feel free to use the words you wish to use. We will not tell anyone. Mm-hmm. I checked that there's no one around before I came in. Mm-hmm. 
I'm making an impeded jet from heaven. Yeah, it's 23. He doesn't know it is weirdo from a bar or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. 23. He sort of looks at the two of you for a moment, <clears throat> um, polishes his glasses slightly more, and he says, Tanith uh, is a very odd duck. He never seems to do anything, but then. If you can catch him when he's not paying attention, he may be one of the most accomplished wizards that I've ever seen. It's remarkable how a man can be so intelligent and yet so... Vapid? Thank you. That's exactly (laughs) the word I was looking for. At the same time, I suppose he's just used to coasting through life on his good looks and never had to really apply himself. Yes, I I gather some people are that way. (laughs) Not looking at some... (laughs) Hey, hey! It's it's an unfortunate it's an unfortunate curse of some people as he sort of looks silver up and down from his little nervous position. Some people are a pretty boy. Get used to it. Some people get used to coasting through life on good looks instead of applying their brains to problems. Hmm? I feel so attacked right now. <laughs> um. I mean, Tanith obviously spends a lot of time going out of his way to accentuate himself his class is full of women who are not there to study the theories of evocation magic (laughs) it's it's transparently a waste of everyone's time but uh, I suppose the man must somehow justify himself spending an hour preening and setting up his polishing his boots and colouring his hair and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. he colours his hair too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, he clearly puts effort into his hair. It's not long and silky and L'Oreal soft on its own. <laughs> Is there a spell wash here? <laughs> yes, yes he's doing independent today. research, so you know maybe he's got second level perfect hair. <laughs> yeah, higher end than prestidigitation. Yeah, your hair yeah. remains permanently immune to damage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like every character in a movie is here. Yeah, pretty much. The spell. <laughs> Tell me, how much do you know about their past? Who's past? Um, I'll we'll start with Tanner. Um, he... Oh, uh, they're from some a famous family or another. Mandra- the Mandraviuses, they did something... Uh, um, Certainly not famous for being wizards, but I, I think Tanith may have married into the family. Sorry, you know about the Mandravius, the original one. Is it, are they famous for something or other? It's pretty common knowledge. No, no, no. The, what I'm looking for is non-common knowledge stuff. Yeah, you're certainly not going to get it from him. He doesn't even know what Mandravius oh, okay, is famous so he's, for. He's, 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 in, he's in fact spectacularly more ignorant than the average man. Okay, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, how about Tormir? Oh well, Master Ronelio, Headmaster Ronelio. Okay, yeah. He can tell you that Tormir Ronelio's. Uh, he has not heard any rumours in the streets that Togamor is not a true Ornelios, um, because he doesn't read the papers and things like that. <laughs> um, but he can tell you that Togamor is... Um, it basically came into the... A member of House Ornelios came into the Academy at a young age, so sort of 15 equivalent, older for a gnome. Um, and like so many of his forefathers for him, began the study of high wizardry, 
that Torgamore is something called a bloat mage, um, which is a specific magical yeah. path where he basically draws excess magical power from his gluttony and that sort of thing. Mm. Wow. It involves a series of complex rituals, which uh, Master Dinwistle would be happy to ramble endlessly about. Um, <laughs> There's only a certain number of hours in the day. <laughs> it makes him tougher, it makes him slower, and he's literally obliged to be fat to fuel his magical powers. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but he doesn't know terribly much more than that? Uh, he... It gives you the guy's history as relates to the Academy for the last 30 years. Yeah, it makes sense. He doesn't seem to get out much. Um, did you have any other questions? He doesn't give you... And he's most known for murdering infants and yeah, bathing no. in their blood. Yeah. No, that's okay. I have one more. Yep. I just wanted to know if you had any more. Yeah. Um, one more thing. I, I About the Mandraviuses, if I was to research about them, what would you suggest I look up? Uh, uh, certainly have no connection to the academy. I suppose you could apply to the Jagari University. They have more information on on grander history and fairy tales and that sort of thing. I thought that the Mandravius family were a magical family. A, as far as I'm aware, they don't have a strong history with the academy. Okay, that's interesting. Thank you for telling me that. Yep. Okay. All right. So um. Specifically, I want to. I also want to poke around the academy and do a streetwise check on what people generally know. Roll them. Mm. And um, if Silver wants to come along, yeah, definitely. Then um, I will introduce him to the method of doing my method of doing gather intelligent uh, streetwise checks at the academy. Yeah, which cool. is to encourage him to make his hair look a normal color and pick up a broom, because no one pays attention <laughs> to anybody who's sweeping up at the academy. <laughs> Which end do you hold? <laughs> How do I do this? And he is, he's trying to sweep with the brooms with the bristles upwards. It's pushing things. Here. This way up. You don't need to really clean things. Nobody looks at people who've got a broom. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, I will introduce you to my general route through the academy. Yeah, Silver so will turn us here... Whatever it's, whatever it's natural colour is, I'd say it looks like brown there. Yeah, yeah but is he going to change his skin colour? Because then he'll look like he's, he's he'll look like a Varisian with long, with brown hair, yeah, opposed to a Chalaxian with brown hair. Yeah, but Vari- a Varisian cleaner won't stick out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, that's I good. think so, the cleaner, dirty brown hair is probably yeah. what you're Yeah, so I'm going to go for brown hair, but I'm going to have my Varisian skin. So yep. I'm not going to look like silver, I'll look like a darker version of silver. Yep. And okay. then... So yes, um, so I'm going to make my streetwise check with my awesome, or yeah, because that's the other intelligence, isn't it? Is the streetwise? Yep. With my awesome four, I have a four as well. Do you want me to assist? Um, no, I think you should roll independently because okay. that way there's a chance at least one of us will do well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we will both I'm see nervous. what we can each drop on. I'm nervous. Oh, fourteen, seventeen. What am I rolling? <laughs> Okay, uh, so you are looking for background information on Torgamore and Tanith? Yes. Okay, so Tanith, you find out exactly what you already know. Yep, yeah. Um, Is he here? Uh, roll me a luck check if it's madly relevant. Nine. No. This is not the one day of the week he's here. <laughs> um, uh, that's... Uh, Torgamore is a native-born Corvosan, obviously. Um, 
doesn't appear to have actually um, picked up his his blood magic from any definable source. It's it's a forgotten art, or at least a relatively rare art that Master Dinwistle has all manner of theories on the rituals involved and that sort of thing, but he is not a blood mage and has not been initiated into its mysteries. He doesn't know where Torgamore found this information out, but he doesn't think it was at the Academy, per se. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, there are several rumours that uh, Torgamore has sold something to acquire it. Oh, like his soul? What you do not? Yeah, that's one of eight different stories. Yeah, a valuable family heirloom, his soul. Um, you know, books stolen from the academy's library itself, etc., etc. All right, interesting. Okay. All right. Roll on, roll on, December. And I think at this point, that's probably the information that we're going to get, and we just need to make the choice. Yeah, I mean, it's I a hell of a lot of information. I could talk to Uncle Zebo about Togemore, because they had a personal squabble. Sure good. Yeah. yeah. So sounds, he had sounds some sort of, that resulted in Zebo getting kicked out of the academy. Yeah, well, that's kind of a get move, right? I mean, Z's a good guy. Yeah, find out what that's about. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, if, if he'll tell you. Yeah. He never told me so far. Um, yeah, but now you have well. more reason to know. Yeah. You knock on his door. Yeah. Sure. You hear, we're inside. Oh! <laughs> <coughs> uh, Lucy, come smoke. in. Smoke. I've cleared the smoke. Yeah. Just, uh. What have you been doing? It's so fully smoking. Oh, yeah. we're working on a, a new uh, kind of smoke stick. <laughs> <laughs> Puts out a, a pungent odour along with the smoke to try and blind the nostrils as well as the eyes. <laughs> don't seem to have quite gotten it right. I open all the windows. Smells awful lot like a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little. <laughs> you should smoke outside where it's not, not as apparent. <laughs> How can he relax if he doesn't have a smoking chair? <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite right. He's got the lovely rocking chair <laughs> over in the corner. I, I, I open all the windows and then I sit down. <laughs> so, Chrissy, I have a question about Togemore. Oh, the word on the street says that he's in in it for the um, position of Shenishao next. What do you think about that? What? Yeah. I hadn't heard that. That's that's not the known word. Tanith yeah. and Torgamore are the two outside candidates that you already know about through Elios. He is surprised by this information. People who are strongly in the know probably wouldn't be, yeah. but Z is not. Um, yeah. he, so he, he says, what? Where did, you, where did you hear that? From my newfound friend, the Queen. Oh. <laughs> Queenie. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a pretty Queenie. legitimate source. <laughs> Who's queen? <laughs> I suppose that she'd know as, as well as anyone, certainly. That's disgusting. <laughs> How likely is he to assume the role? So, and Queen had asked one of our friends um, about what we think of the idea of him becoming a Senish or, or among that, other people. But I just, I don't know much about the guy apart from the fact that he's grossly bad. His physical corruption this is the least of it. Talk more on Nelios should never be the seneschal of the city. That's, that's 
terrible. He paces up and down and <laughs> gets very angry and his, his hands sort of twitch a little because he wants a smoke. <laughs> 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 Good to see you learning something about the politics of the city, although. Uh, here? I suppose it's the sort of thing you should learn not to get upset about. <clears throat> we can't really control it. Whoever is chosen will be chosen above our heads. I do hope it's not bloody talkable. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Need to tell him the other alternative is tenants. <laughs> He's got the same take yeah, on it. Well, the other alternative is Mandraviuses. That's, that's not good. Actually, that makes a lot of logical sense. Octavia Mandravius is very efficient, very good at what she does. I think she'd make an excellent seneschal. Uncle, after what happened to my father, can, how can you say that? As compared to Torgamore as the alternative? Really? That bad? Put it this way. If I had the vote, I'd elect a hundred Octavia Mandraviuses before I'd put Torgamore or Nelios in power. Holy shit. That's what a man do. That man would sell every single individual in the city straight down the river if he thought it would get him one single foot further ahead in life. Sounds like something personal happened. Yeah, well, he got him kicked out of the academy. That's pretty personal. Well, would you one day tell me what happened? Diplomacy. Diplomacy is not common. Oh, 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 22. Oh, <laughs> actually really good. Why are you bad again? I rolled well. Every time I roll diplomacy, I roll like on the thing. He's mastered some manner of art called bloat magic. It's not a pleasant thing. As I understand it, requires him to eat extensively. Explains his hideous physical appearance, among other things. Uh, this was this was any number of years back when he and I were competing for the post of assistant headmaster of the academy. You didn't know your old uncle got that far up the ladder, did you? Okay. <laughs> you sound sceptical. <laughs> Roll on the pharmacy check, so we can just do something like, of course not, Uncle. I say competing. I mean, I was contending, certainly. One of several applicants for the role, at the least. I'm, my name was on the list, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> In any event, Torgmore and I had quite a bitter series of conflicts about it, both of us. Lost a few friends. It's to the others. Uh, sort of lies and backstabbing. He got very upset when I accused him of having sold his soul to demons, to de- to devils, in order to gain pa- in order to gain power. The funny part was I just made it up to spare him <laughs> in an effort to get the role. <laughs> Oh it's how things are done at that level at the academy. Oh my god! You're dude. much better off out of it here at the here at the alchemy shop. But the funny part was he got so upset about it. Came from came from me personally. Uh, drove everything he had to see me removed from the academy. And well, he got the position. I didn't. He had me driven out. 
Hey. Rather assumed from this reaction that amusing little lie I made up turned rather turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. Do you think that could be true? Like he sold his soul? I have no doubt of it. A man is physically, mentally, and spiritually corrupt in every fashion. Oh God. And and he will start reciting this long laundry list of wrongs Torquemara's done, which which sounds like um the the politics at the academy once you get up to a certain level involve a hideous amount of vicious backstabbing. Yeah, <laughs> um, doesn't surprise me. That Torquemara played the game extremely well, and as a consequence, Z lost several friends for various um bad things, some of which he'd vaguely done, some of which he <laughs> yeah. hadn't done at all, and some of which were yeah. complete and utter outright lies. I mean, he's not squeaky clean care yeah. of <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, and you can make the sense motive check here if you want to. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot send warning for shit. Okay, um, that's eight. <laughs> and that's what he tells you. Yeah, okay. Steve, um, no further information from the GM. Oh, thank you, Uncle Beyond, just, like, obviously he's angry about this. Yeah. So, yes, um, he, he told people as part of his slander campaign that Torgmore had sold his soul for the power of a bloat mage, and Torgmore's like, what the fuck, man, how did you find that out? I mean, that's not true. <laughs> there was nobody within a hundred miles of me when I sold my soul. How could you possibly know? <laughs> that was why I went so far away before I did that. Well, I'll see it. Yep. With his smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can go back to smoking. I'm, I'm going to have to go back to my uh, research, I think, to do no. <laughs> that man. It makes me so angry. Uh, check on check on living. There's a deer. I'm, I might be in here for an hour or so. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a twerk on, on you the go, You hear the... Ah, ch- <sighs> 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 oh, smoke sticks. <laughs> Finest in concealment. <laughs> These new ones have a thirty percent concealment chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, I should. Yeah. So I think we we get silver. Yes. Silver and I report in. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. And we we all report to um, Flora and what Griff told us, which was really the same day. Home, but yes, yeah, 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 yeah the same day. We we meet sure. for a late dinner. Yeah. Um, Lucy tells us uh, what Z told her, and um, Silver and I relate our afternoon of spying on the academy although I explained that um, Master Dinwistle hasn't had the easiest time with um, Tanith and you, you know <laughs> it's not a, he's, he's, it's not a, he's not entirely comfortable on the, that topic yeah I, I gathered he, he, he wasn't I also gather though that he doesn't really look outside terribly much well, the thing is, if you're going to be up at the academy you mostly have to be pretty good at politics or keep your head pretty far down Master Dinwistle keeps his head pretty far down. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's also a very closed-in culture, just generally. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the people up there, they live there, they, they work there, they don't really leave there. Yeah. I mean, at least <coughs> Tanith actually goes outside and, you know, breathes in different areas if it is going home to a creepy temple at night. Well, Dinwistle doesn't probably make a whole lot of difference who's the king or who's the central or whatever. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, the king died, didn't he? Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, a, he's a good guy's master. Yeah. So he um, sort, of kind of, he sort of kind of taught me some stuff. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not really officially my master because, you know, I am not actually a student per se, but he taught me some stuff when nobody was, you know, Yeah, around. I mean, just because <laughs> he, he doesn't notice things doesn't mean he's a bad person. Yeah, but as with Griff, maybe not the best guy to ask about the politics. Yeah. I just wanted to get it started in case he had a firm opinion. But it means something to me that old Zeth's got one. He's yeah. a good guy. If Torgomore screwed him, that's not good. And also, he sold his soul to the devil. Well, it does sound. It doesn't sound great. But you know, in, I'll it, point out. It we, is a thing that has literally happened in Corpusten history before. Yeah. On the other hand, I'll point out we don't know that Tanith hasn't. Uh, <laughs> we need to talk to somebody who knows more about Tanith. I, I think Tanith. I, I, I hate to say this, but Tanith Mandravius might be our best bet. I think he is. I don't know what his creepy agenda is, but we sort of know what other people's creepy agendas are, and he, he's got the least creepy agenda. People give agenda. me a knowledge religion on soul selling. Oh, oh. I can't do that without training. Woo-hoo. You no. can. It's oh, minus five. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got a minus Four. two. Minus three. <laughs> I got minus two. Okay. Those okay. guys hate me. Okay, D- uh, Miriam's ten is the best one. We're, uh, <laughs> so, as a unit, you know that it's theoretically possible to... Uh, magically contact devils and make deals with them in exchange for power. You could sell your soul for stuff, you guess. You have no idea of anything more specific than that. You know, how much it binds you versus what sort of deals you make versus what you get out of it. We're all so anti-devil worship that we know bugger all Yeah, you're pretty much at at the standard fairy tale. You could totally sell your soul to a devil. I guess people do sometimes. Does it work for them? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I guess not, maybe. I I wouldn't think so. Yeah. (laughs) I think we might have to tell you that Tanis the best bet. I hate to say this. Because yeah. I think he's not I think he's kind of creepy But I think he cares about the city In the sense that I don't think you want to see it destroyed Whereas it kind of sounds like what Togomore Cares most about is Togomore mm. I think Tanith cares about you know Like his family and you know the well being Of you know I maybe Mandravius I don't want to talk to him I don't want to talk to him You could no. talk to him that's fine. He doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> we know. I, 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 I don't want to try that trick with the dagger on Tannis if that's what you're thinking. It's not going to work on Tannis. No, he's uh, going to have precautions. Uh, Too dangerous. But if you want to go talk to him or something, you can. But if we're already going to pick him as Seneschal, what difference does it make? I mean, I still want to know what we're in for. Okay. Well, well, why don't you have one more conversation with them, and then we can all go back and talk to Iliosa. I want to do something first before I talk to him, though, because we've got a little bit of time before we need to go back to Iliosa. Not heaps of time. She does need an answer before they actually wind up picking the Seneschal anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would like to do some research on what the Mandravius family bloodline's about. Okay. Who here can help me? Why is that important? Yeah. It's important. Yeah. That is important to Silver. Yeah, yeah but, but why? why, why we, we want my Yeah, we, we don't know why. Exactly. Oh, okay. Because um, Tanith is only an adopted Mandravius. Yeah. Yeah. It, it may be part of what he's trying to do. Okay, it's part of his sinister agenda. 
Well, he did marry into the family, so... Uh, maybe that... Okay, so then maybe that's <laughs> one. So it's he has to have one. He's I mean, a Mandragius. <laughs> Mandragius. Yeah. When you marry in, you get sinister agendas. <laughs> so, um, what's the... It's a class feature. What's the GM, um... What's the knowledge that we would need... That someone would need to help Silver with this? Uh, that would be civilization. Okay. Because it's the knowledge of history, famous personages, yeah. that sort of thing. Okay, cool, because I can't. <laughs> I can. um, it's, it's not streetwise because the original Mandravius is not a um, by any stretch of the imagination a alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is he, he, she, or it is not a current. Figure. So you told us you're having lunch dates with the queen, right? So mm-hmm. you can get in to see her and tell her, and you can g- get us an appointment to go see her at some. Yeah, once we find out. Yeah, yeah. Once we have more, a little bit more information. Well, you might want to so start, start making the appointment now because yeah. that's probably so something we can do like. real quick. Yeah, that'd be yeah. really good. Um, how much have you got? Four. Okay, I've got six. Yep. So I can assist. Okay, so I'm going to go up to the university. Um, since it was suggested to me that the university will be the place to look for that. Yep. Is that in the city? The Giara University is yeah. indeed within the okay, city. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, that's where Jack went to look at Alec's journals. Oh, cool, yes. And then they told me I couldn't come and, and touch them with my dirty gnome fingers. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly what they told you, because of your dirty, dirty gnome fingers. Is Jack going with them? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, I don't have any particular knowledge of civilization. I've already the thing I was interested in was the journals, and they wouldn't let me look at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the university belongs to. So that's a university of academic study, as opposed to wizardry. Yeah, and it belongs to House Jagari, the money lenders of the city. Okay. Uh, um, when I go up to the university, I'm going to disguise myself as a Chalaxian with black hair. <laughs> so you're just going to look like your normal. No, no, no. He's got brown hair. Mordell's got brown hair. Well, I'm uh, sure no one will penetrate that kind of disguise. <laughs> Actually, no, I, do Chalexians all have dark hair, don't they? Yeah, it's mostly, like, very English style. Okay. Um, well, I want to disguise... High Victorian it. English is the Chalexian default. Okay. Um, I thought it was Roman. Yeah, Roman in suit, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so blonde, would, would blonde work? Uh, well, the thing is, Susan, if you disguise yourself as just a, the, a regular Chalaxian guy, you're going to look almost exactly like Modell. Whatever yeah. color you wear, you're still going to be going up there as Modell. Blonde Modell, black hair Modell. Wouldn't it be better to go up as your, like a Parisian self but without the rainbow hair and then you're still actually disguised? Um, you don't need to disguise yourself as a Chalaxian. You are a Chalaxian. I just, I just thought that they'd, they'd let me in a little bit. They'd, they'd have a better um, thing with letting me in because they were... They blocked you off before because she's on. a dirty street urchin. Oh, okay. So uh, if I go in looking like I've got money, then yeah. okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look like silver it. then. Okay. They didn't stop me from doing the research I wanted to. do. Okay, well yeah. I'll go in as silver then. Okay, at which point, um, when you go in and poke around, um, so there's the university, mm-hmm. and they have they have a publicly accessible <laughs> library. They have a library accessible to people who are actually looking for specific things, and then they have locked vaults. Okay. Which have the the very old and ancient books that they don't hand over to any fiddle fingers who walks through the door. Yeah. Um, poking around this, you would rapidly be able to discover common lifestyle. Is it? Yeah. You are totally rich enough to go to the normal library. Yeah. You are not rich enough to go to the nice library. Yes. You are damn sure not rich enough to go to the um the the restricted vault. Okay. Unless you want to try and disguise yourself as a particularly rich and noble personage. Okay. 
At which point you're not going for so much to Lexington, you're going for the persona you put on to get into the, see the Queen that first time, because you've yeah, got because, a you've because got a you, outfit. You, you literally don't have nice and fancy enough clothes and jewels and all that sort of thing with your lifestyle to pull this off, so you need to fake it by wearing, you know, fake gems and <coughs> pretty robes and that sort okay, of thing. Okay, so, so if I came in my, my outfit that I went to the Queen in, and you come in in a nice outfit, do you have a nice outfit? Do you, do, um, I, I have a, 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 a nice outfit for my lifestyle, but not a Claudia's outfit. Yeah. You, can, I, can I buy you something? Uh, so, <laughs> at a common lifestyle, you can come into the main library, to the public library. At I, don't a moderate, I don't think it's going to be a public library, is it? At a moderate lifestyle, you can come into the uh, the researcher's library. Which and at an upper class li- lifestyle, you can go down to the secret library, mm-hmm. the restricted vaults. It's not secret, people. So it's there. not it's not the courtier's outfit that she's looking for. It's the disguise check to. It, yeah, you either need to be of that sort of wealth level of wealth generally, or be able to fake being of that level of well, wealth. Well, he's got that level, level of wealth, couldn't he? he no, could I don't. I've got the level of wealth to get to the middle. Yes, library. he could get to the middle. <coughs> one. So so am I likely to need to have to go to the secret vault though? Well, well obviously, yeah. the further we can get in, the yeah. more information we you, can get. You are looking for. Um, so what is commonly known about Mandravius? Um, uh, so the Storval Plains, which are where Corvosa sits, um, <coughs> about a thousand years ago there was war between the savage orcish tribes that lived there uh, and the monstrous undead and demonic armies of the foul lord Kazavon, uh, who was slain by the hero Mandravius and his legendary sword Serenthal. Uh, silence returned to the plains, and the local barbarian tribes of the Shawante began to expand across them, hampered only by the constant infighting, until about 300 years ago when Chelyak shows up and kicks their ass. Yeah. So this is old, old history here. Yeah. This is way pre-city history. Okay, so, so we need to have the really, really good shit. And what is openly um, known about Mandravius is that he was the hero who bore the legendary sword Zerathel against the undead warlord Kazavon. Yeah. And that's 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 it. Like, yeah. nobody knows what the sword actually was, whether he was a human being. The fact that he's a man is heavily disputed. <coughs> the, the, whether he was a human, elf, halfling, cleric of Abadar, etc., etc. And there's yeah. something else about, um, what is this? Um, the Church of Abadar were in an argument about, with another church, about whether he was a follower of theirs or not. Yeah. Uh, there we are. Uh, a sticking point between the faith of Iamedi and the faith of Abadar and the faith is whether the hero Mandravius was a paladin of Iamedi or a paladin of Abadar. Yeah. And literally no one knows. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I'm going to go on my courtier's outfit and we're going to go for gold. Okay. Right, so Give making a disguise check. So Which basically I'm coming as your Bluff. what? Scribe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that wasn't great. That's a 19. Librarian. <coughs> Excuse me, young man. Do you think a few gaudy jewels will fool me? Out! Out of this university! Out! Out! (laughs) Don't make me get my broom. (laughs) Alright, so you can settle for making a roll in the um, vault Gar and can get into. For now. Yeah. Okay, so research rolls. Let's move this along. (laughs) Silver, you're not there. Well, oh, you, you I can't get into the middle vault, <laughs> and yeah. you've been thrown out. You can come back to the public one, aren't they? But you can't get into the middle ones because you haven't got enough money. Yeah, let's go. 
I am definitely re rerolling that. Well, you don't have to. I mean, yeah. I mean, what are the chances of success anyway? It may not be relevant. I am rerolling that because it's obviously important to Silver there, and it's going to drag me out of work to come here with funny <laughs> hair. And there you go. <laughs> nice dexterity based one. Yeah. So that gives me a reroll of plus two, plus or d eight, and two or whatever you provide. Ah, reroll. Yeah, that was a footwalk. Much better. Yeah, plus two. That would make twenty-five. Okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Garen should be your hero for that. So, yeah, you're the best dad of the world. <laughs> effectively, for this, the DCs start really high. And the libraries <laughs> add bonuses to your DCs because obviously you can't just research this shit on the back of a cocktail napkin. Nice. Um, I think I'll psychically beam information about <laughs> Mandrovius out of the thin air. Okay, so what you can discover from looking through, you're looking at the lineage of the Mandrovius name. <clears throat> yes. Okay. I imagine I find some old dwarven tome somewhere. Okay. So the, the first instances of it. Um, come from this this time of bloody history of orcs versus undead and demons and ca the foul lord Kazavon and that sort of thing um, and you you discover from looking through this these are not just stories all these things really happened um, that Mandravius was an actual person that there there is enough historical evidence to suggest there was a real person there it is not a fictitious story that has been made up um, on A25 uh, you will find there is another name mentioned with um, Mandravius uh, that Mandravius seems to be the last name first name lost to history um, there is another name referenced as if it's a person this, this Serenthal is referenced as if it's a person rather than a sword Common story has, you know, Mandravius had his legendary sword, Serenthal. Uh, research pegs vague references to Serenthal as a person rather than as a weapon. Okay. Um, and that is literally as far as you get from that. Um, uh, what you will discover then about the Mandravius name is it just drops out entirely. Um, that it is not heard of again. Um, until about 150 years ago, um, when the next Mandravius pops up in Corvosa, uh, and that would now be Octavia's, Octavia's grandfather. I mean, obviously, Octavia's father had the same name, and therefore she does as well. Uh, she is the only... Each of them appears to have only had literally one ear. His grandfather had one ear. It was a son. The father had one ear. It was Octavia. Had one ear. It was Mordell. Um, so when it talks about Serenthal as being a person... Yeah. Am I getting the impression that it's a separate person, or could it be... No, it's a separate, it's okay. a separate person. So not an No, no, no. It's, it's, definitely a, it's definitely a person. What I'm trying to establish is whether it's definitely saying it's a separate person to Mandravius, or if it yeah. could be 
Serenthal Mandravius. No, no. It it talks about several people <laughs> being involved in um being, being involved in these bloody clashes and makes reference to, you know, a band of champions and that sort of thing, which references separately Mandravius as an entity and Serenthal as an entity. Okay. Uh, and yeah, then it just kind of drops out of history, becomes a legend, and at some point Octavia's grandfather shows up um, and ap- appears to have basically come into the city with a giant sack of money from somewhere or other, um, has joined up with Corvosa, has started to become a power rising up in the Church of Asmodeus, and from the looks of things... Um, their nobility is bought, which is not particularly an issue because all nobility is bought. It's just a question of when it was bought because you become a noble because at some point somebody gave your father, somebody gave one of your ancestors that title or one of your ancestors took that title by buying it or robbing it or what have you. Um, but yeah, they, they just appear to have sort of come in and said, hey, we're the Mandraviuses. <laughs> We're totally descended from this legendary hero. No one should take, get, make anything of the 950-year gap in our ancestry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just high five. Uh, which which has become on. vastly more accepted and legitimate as time has gone on. Yeah. Now, obviously, they're those Mandraviuses. Yeah. Whereas at the start, it was ah, oh, yeah, like some relation to the great hero. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. If you say so, buddy. Yeah. Can I find any other information on Serathol being a person? That is it. On DC twenty-five. Can you find out any information about the abilities of Mandravius? That is it. That is all the information that you discover. And that's a DC 25, so be happy with that. Uh, Sorry, you do get one more thing, which is only loosely related to this, is um, about the only thing that remains of Kazavon and Mandravius in the time, what they call the the time of ancient conflict, because it's a war between a bunch of organizations that literally no longer exist. Um, is that the the only mark that remains of it is what are now known as the Great Steps of Corvosa, uh, i.e. The, the shit that's under the palace that has a thing on it in Draconic oh. that says, Look upon my works, ye mighty in despair, for they will never be as great as mine, which probably came from Kazavon, given he was the evil ruler that ruled in the area. Interesting. And yet it's written in Draconic. It is written in Draconic. Yeah, but if he was an evil wizard... I mean, he quite certainly wouldn't have spoken... T- I don't think he would have spoken Teldane, because that wouldn't have been the language no, at the time. No, but he didn't but go with the common tongue of no, the time. No, he certainly he did not. Draconic. He Draconic. But that may have just been because it was the most pretentious thing you could get. Yeah, but when you're an evil bastard, you want everybody to know uh, you're an evil he bastard. He wasn't necessarily a wizard. Right. He was the, the lord of the undead armies. Yeah. Okay, and moving on. Yeah. Yep. So we want to go see Eliosa. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Someone wants to go see Tanith Mandravius. Oh. <sighs> yeah. I saw this going to give you a really, really big hug. <laughs> and he's, he's going to, like... It's going to be held as long as you're you're comfortable with it. <laughs> I think that'll be about thirty seconds. Maybe you can give him a hearty, manly handshake. No, I'll, no. Uh, I'll just be like, there, there. Stop <laughs> touching your life. So you're, you're going to have to separate him from you. <laughs> okay, that's not a good way to say thank you. 
Well, he sees him as his dad, so... How are you going to get to town of Thundrovius? Um... You could actually... I can tell, probably tell you his teaching schedule. You could wait till he's well, doing his one class I was wondering whether or not I got him at the... At the at academy. It? Well, you rolled it back. you. It's probably better if I get him at the academy. Okay. That way Octavia's not near. You ambush him at the academy. You're <laughs> finding him walking from, walking from place to place, essentially. Because you're not seeking an appointment with him, so you're going to have to run into him on the street, on the on the street, in the <laughs> corridors. Um, yeah, unless unless he's in his in his room or something like that, and I get him in his room. Is there a reason you're going through my dice box? Oh, I thought it might have an eraser in there. Uh, eraser here. You're, you're telling me, Susie. Um, well, is is it is it better if I find him in his room? You tell us what you're doing. You're yeah. like, well, I'll, I'll find him somewhere in the in the in the academy. Okay. So you're gonna poke around the academy and try yeah. and track him down. Yeah. Okay. So I can tell Silver time when he'll be there because I know what his teaching schedule is. Yeah. yeah. Just after the lecture. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you catch him coming out of his lecture. Um, Tanith comes out a bunch of. Oh, Professor Mandravis, Professor Mandravis, do you have time to look at this for me? You know, I'm studying this spell. Perhaps we could work on this together. <laughs> <laughs> all these fangirls around <laughs> He's like, yes, yes. Run along now. I have to go on with my researches. And I'm sort of, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 more, and, and Silver's standing there kind of poised with his hand on his hook. Yep, and like sees... 20 teenage girls behind him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, does he, he obviously notice him at some uh, point? Yeah, right. Kind of sort of looks at you, you know, nods nods his head slightly. Good day. Um, if you don't mind, fall in beside him as he strolls down the corridor. Something you need, young man. I was wondering if you had um, a spare moment. I suppose. He goes into his office. Click. Oh. Goes from behind him, and then he will sit. At his desk, obviously put his feet and his boots and his very fine thighs up on the table. <laughs> you have to get it from someone. <laughs> He's not trying to impress anyone. You talents, you just act like this all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. It's a season. Oh, oh, no. oh, and he even has the boots off. <laughs> yes. for, the, for the listeners, um, our GM is doing the pose at Tanith. <laughs> Look at these cards. <laughs> and my Ugg boots. Yeah. These are substantively more, you know, rich and luxury. Yeah, but there's no better without the underwear. <laughs> the legs are nice, but the underwear is yes, but, but my hairy feet don't exactly come out sexy elf. Sexy hobbit, man. Yeah. Yes, but Tanith is quite definitely not a sexy halfling. It make the story very strange indeed. And <laughs> didn't you ever wonder why you're so short? <laughs> and he... Uh, he's got heels on, that's what makes it. He looks like he sort of leans back and stuff. I'm probably taller than him. What can I do for you? When we last met, you were telling me about how you had some plans. Hmm? I'm starting to see kind of the direction you might be going. And I was just wondering if I could learn more about your plans. Hey. Eats a grape. Eats a grape. Is he asshole eating a grape? He's not eating an apple this time, at least. 
Uh, I just need Tennyson for ABS on screen before we vote him for Central. <laughs> I didn't need that reminder of what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I, I'm not entirely sure what you mean. The Seneschal. Ah. You've heard that, have you? Mm-hmm. Good to see a young man like yourself keeping an ear to the ground to the political winds of the city. It can be so important to learn which way the wind is blowing. Uh, here both you and, and Octavia are, are applying for a spot. You hear a lot. Mm. Perhaps you have a friendly ear somewhere. Perhaps. I, I find it a little bit strange that both you and Octavia would be applying for a spot, though. Oh, my wife and I are not in conflict. If It will be a question of which one of us is deemed to serve the city better. Do you have the same motives, though? <laughs> he, he just sort of looks in battle. Excuse me, young man, but what business is that of yours precisely? Perhaps I might know some people. Mm-hmm. He says and eats another grape. Yeah. Um, do I need to start rolling rolls at the moment? Or? Well, he has absolutely no incentive whatsoever to tell his secret plans to <laughs> somebody who claims that they are a complete stranger to him. <laughs> <laughs> he wants me to come out of the closet. So, <laughs> how, how do you hope to wheedle this information out of him? Mm, um, you, you can indeed rely on your incredible good looks and diplomacy and things. <laughs> what would Tenneth Mandravius do? He'd put his feet up on the table and flex his thighs. <laughs> Look, just be glad I'm not wearing his robe, which sort of slip up to the calf, so I'll give him my manly calf as well. <laughs> so much worse than this than mine. You drew the pictures. You created the NPC. Oh, shit. And this was kind of a logical response to going and talking to Tanith. Why did you think no one would come with you? Perhaps I might know some people that might be able to help you out. If I knew a little bit more about what you were intending. So, okay, so check? I think, um... Much like Sunni Mahal here, you're endeavouring to draw him out on nothing yeah. because you don't know any people that will help him. You're not actually offering him anything here, are you? Um, you're just spinning bullshit in the vague hope that he'll be drawn out on it. Well, um, we are sort of planning to recommend him to Eliosa, so I guess technically we do know people a little bit. But Okay. Yeah, uh, if, if, at the moment, I'm going to try that. I, I, I think also I'm going to be sense-motiving to see whether or not he knows my secret. Because at the moment, I don't definitely know, but... Uh, you will get exactly the same result you got the last time. Oh, okay, so I can't get any yeah, new, new you have, results. You have neither changed your circum- You have not changed your circumstances, and you haven't leveled between them. Okay. So you're still left guessing, essentially. Oh, sucks so much. Alright, so okay, maybe a so bluff check to try and convince him. No, it's diplomacy, wasn't it? Uh, it's one of two things. If you're pushing the agenda that we're totally going to back you to Iliosa for Seneschal so you'll get her um, clout behind you, then it's diplomacy because you're actually offering him something. Mm-hmm. At the point where you're just offering him nebulous contacts of ours will help you in an undisclosed way, that's bluff because you're relying on him to divulge his plans <clears> for no reason. Um, I think I'm probably best to go for the diplomacy route because that's going to get me the more results, isn't it? Go for it. <sighs> Come on, give me something to work with. 
Well, that's a very kind offer. I much appreciate it. It's good to know that there's good soil in the city. I'm going to go with midwife. It's not going to give me anything extra. I just... uh, Unless twin gives me something extra, because essentially I'm the twin of of Mordell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're talking to ten. I know, but technically Mordell's my twin. Uh, The midwife is the conduit to creation, the key that lets new information into the world. Uh, Her heart sees good in even the worst situation. Okay, (laughs) I think that's much better for you than the twin. Okay, so are you calling that as a pertinent card? Yeah, I'll take that. Okay, so that gives me a what? You are endeavouring to pick the worst of all your bad choices, the best of your bad (laughs) choices. Uh, That's 2d20, take the better. Oh, two d20s. Okay, cool. Oh, jeez, come on, please let this. Let, please, I'm shaking so bad right now. Okay, so there was an eighteen, and there was an eighteen. Okay, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's got an eighteen. So diplomacy, so that's twenty-four. So this is mm, back, as you say. Tell me what. Well, we've got Iliosa. He will actually raise her. Interesting. Well, you are a young man that keeps yourself in the right circle still, aren't you? Pushes pushes some fruit across the table. Pushes some fruit across the table. Please, help yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting a grape. He's got this opulent fruit bowl. Go on, take a grape. Sure, I'll take a grape. Like, and indeed appears to have basically several fruit, literal fruit baskets sitting around his office. Like, people yeah. just deliver him gifts all the time. Yeah. Jeez, I've forgotten how good these grapes taste. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the tears of the slaves that make them extra delicious. Um... Obviously, in such a role, I would be relying on, although not reliant on, lovely Octavia and her circle of influence amongst the Hell Knights. But there's something to be said for having an independent opinion from her, the opportunity to take other actions at the appropriate intervals. There comes a time when the plants in the garden must grow separately, lest the roots too intertangle with each other to the mutual detriment of both. And he will waffle on and this is waffling already. <laughs> um, so you are asking him for his sinister plans and agendas. Yeah. Um, as much as he'll give yeah, he he will openly tell you that he will absolutely work with Octavia Mandravius. And, and indeed, he can confirm one of the um, setups you've got. That um, you know, certain people who Octavia may have displeased with her manner may find me a less threatening alternative. Yeah. Um, he is more palatable to certain parties than Octavia is. Um, it's like if yeah. Judith Crush, if Judith Collins had a husband, people would probably rather have him than her because she's her. Yeah. So, <laughs> making him the seneschal. Gives him the name and the power. It makes Octavia the power behind the throne, and he openly admits that he will do exactly that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that he's going to do more or less what she wants up until he decides not to. Oh, yeah. That basically what he's saying is he's going to follow her agendas until he decides not to follow her agendas, at which point, because he's the Seneschal and she is, he'll totally has the opportunity to do resources. He cannot do this without her. He will will tell you that much. Um, And that at some point, his goals and hers are going to um, clash. clash, clash. At which point, well, I'm the guy sitting in the chair. He's going to quietly go his own power, I think. But put put him in the Seneschal seat, and you are giving it to Octavia indirectly. Which is the moral of the story. Uh, until yeah. push comes to shove. <laughs> okay. Um. Basically, you are giving him an opportunity to expand his own power, possibly to the point where he can um, push Octavia aside. Okay. But in the short term, you're as good as handing the reins to her. However, okay. I'll point out one of the alternate scenarios to not having a Mandrovius as Seneschal is winding up with Octavia as Queen. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if we have to have a Mandrovius somewhere, Seneschal's better what's than Queen. What's his opinion on the Queen? Oh, that is a good question. Yeah. yeah. He's a lovely young thing, isn't she? Queen Iliosa is... Very acceptable to Octavia and I. The common populace of the city may not love her, but that makes her reliant on a solid, reliable seneschal. And she is, after all, a woman. Yeah. Lucy's not certainly vastly more palatable for the city than the other alternate than than other Conan alternatives. Uh, so he will absolutely keep Iliosa at the throne. He's in mm. fact strongly invested in doing so. Because she she lets them have free reign, basically. Well, he seems a lot happier. He he doesn't seem to have any... Uh, you actually get a sense of motive check and see how true any bullshit is that he's spinning Because the alternative is Arcona, and Arcona's not going to do what he wants. Plus, when he decides to backstab Octavia, so you're pretty sure he's he's dead damn sincere that he doesn't want the Arconas in power. What's his reason for that? Oh, oh, sorry, the the fact that the two families are against each other. Yeah, he doesn't want other people to have his power, fundamentally. It it doesn't appear to be based on any desperately (laughs) long-standing grudge, so much as only only one of us gets to to sit in the right chair. There can only be one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he he doesn't seem to have any overambitions himself on being queen or king or whatever. Indeed, the power behind the throne seems to suit him quite nicely. Yeah. Okay. Which, you know, when you think about it, it's kind of how he's operating with Octavia anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, but he, 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 likes, he likes her being on the throne. Yeah, and, and certainly... Um, he doesn't seem to have he and Octavia both don't seem to have any immediate plans to displace Iliosa. Okay. It would give Iliosa time to have more power base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just as Tanith's planning to use her, use um, Octavia right up until he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Iliosa can use the Mandravia exactly. says right up until she doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Politics. But the problem yeah. is, is that the Queen's in a worse position than they are. Well, yeah, now. At the moment. At the yeah, moment. At the but moment. she can rule her power while she's... It gives yeah. her time. Yeah. 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 
I mean, at the um, moment she's merging on being <clears throat> forced out, <clears throat> we can stop that from happening. Yeah. Yeah. With, with a vote for him or Octavia. Anyway, do you want to talk to? Uh, do you want to keep talking to Tanith, or have you found out what you needed to know? Um, I found out most of what I want, want to know. The other question I was going to ask about is the Mandravius bloodline. I was curious about the Mandravius bloodline. <clears throat> oh. Strange thing for an unaffiliated young man like yourself to want to know about. Mm. I am curious. Can't judge me for that. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose one could be curious a great, about a great deal many things. One wonders where the old family name of Rose comes from. Now he's asshole. At that point, I think you're done. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So what, he's basically wanting to know more about me before he answers yeah. about it. He's yep. totally not going to tell random Bob Stranger. Yeah. He's moved on to the apple, Susan. The yeah. apple! <laughs> Damn it, asshole apple. You foiled me twice. <laughs> In any event, then he sort of looks at his timepiece and says, ah, oh, but... I really have researchers to be attending to. So much to do in my life, you know. Leans back on his pillowed seat. Wrong. Yep. And then he kicks you out so he can nap yep. in his office. Then he kicks you out so he can nap in his office. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure he wouldn't be as rude to do that. He'll get the unseen servant to kick him out. Yeah, well, he doesn't tell Silver he's going to take a nap. He tells Silver he's going to do a talk port at research, by yeah. which he means take a nap. <laughs> Now, I propose that we close out this already very late session with yeah. Leosa so we can finish all this damn backstory <laughs> stuff. Yep, this has yep. gone on at great length and um, so, <laughs> none of it is what I prepared for tonight. Oh, <laughs> wow. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, that, I, I propose that we go see Leosa and propose Tanith Mandravius to her as the best yeah. of her bad options. Yep. Yeah. Not yeah. because we think he will be a good choice for Seneschal, <laughs> but because we believe yeah. all her other alternatives are worse yeah. than him. Definitely. And um, unless you want to roleplay that out in more detail... Okay. Uh, if nobody particularly wants to roleplay that out in any more detail, I'm perfectly happy to... That is a good one. She, she yeah. listens to this, um, asks you... You're basically info-dumping blah to yeah. her. Yeah. 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 She, she nods along to this, is interested by what you've discovered, um, didn't know that about Torgamore in particular. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I see. I cannot say how much control I will have over the process ultimately, but I certainly know where, uh, what I will push for. Thank you for your, your, your thank you for the work you've done and, and your interest in this. We will see what comes next. I imagine it will be several more weeks until it's all decided. You've got our support, whatever happens. Okay. And moving along. Yeah, and if we can get up to, if possible, if we can get up to the dramatic start of the next bit of plot so that we've got something to look forward to. Uh, so, uh, I'm sorry. That will actually knock Torgamore or Nelios out of the running. Yes. Uh, yes. The, a couple of days later, the papers stop printing stories and, oh, uh, yeah, he was totally in on Nelios all along. We've discovered it. Problem solved. Yeah. yeah. Um, without the Queen's support, he cannot take this. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the other four are still contending for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And that is that. Uh, yeah, we don't want someone with a cell contract up on the throne. I don't actually necessarily have a dramatic point to move along to because it depends what you guys are doing next. Um, so do we? Can we at this point leave any further backstory stuff for a later time and just yeah. kind of pop yeah. poodle yeah. along until the next main thing plot, happens? please? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the one main plot. So Trinia Sabor is the only thing I have on my list. You wanted to look at. Yeah, or poke her on some fashion. The yeah. artist. The artist for the king. Yeah. We yeah. did want to poke her about stuff, didn't we? Yeah. I feel like we've done poking, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm a bit tired of I'll move along to the next slightly dramatic point then. Yeah. Um, this will be basically, you know, time passes in the city in the orc of a couple of weeks kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is nothing in particular you need to do. There are no crises that arrest your attention or anything, but there is that that persistent rumour that's that's kicking round. There are, in fact, a couple more riots in the streets. There is un, unrest and a few fights between the Shawante and a few of the and a few of the other Chalaxians locals and that sort of thing. Um, the streets seem to be picking up a little bit of unrest again because this comes from no particular source. It's not published in the paper. It's kind of just the word on the street that everybody seems to know that's spreading from place to place. As people not only begin to hiss a serper and whore periodically when Iliosa is out in public, uh, but also murdering Heartless. Uh, as rumour begins to spread amongst the streets that the king did not die of natural causes that he was poisoned by something that brought about his death. Um, and the natural target for this, uh, these flying rumours, is Iliosa. Yeah. These are not e- even remotely resembling facts at this stage. They are yeah. broad flying rumours on the street. Um, so you will hear that the king has been poisoned seems to now be a very established rumour, and then there are several dozen more rumours flying around about who would have poisoned him. Yeah. Uh, several young women are named in that list. Yeah. Iliosa um, tops it. Trinia Sabor is on it, yeah. and then there are a wide variety of other women that he's associated with as well. I'm sure it's a long list. Did King Edred die naturally? The streets are getting angry. Dun dun dun. Yeah.